Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning in. Great to have you with us today. If you're joining us live, I'm Henrik. This is Red Ice TV, and we're doing No Go Zone today. It's episode 36. If you can believe that, we are already two days into December 2020, the year that keeps on giving uh, amazing things. And it's still not over, far from over, in fact, um, if I were to make a little prediction uh, in terms of where this is going. A lot of crazy shit's going on. We've covered a lot of it, uh, but certainly not all of it because it's just too much to keep up with. Uh, we do the best we can. But uh, we do have some uh, some more updates for you today, both on the COVID madness, the the big psyop, basically, that this is. I mean, this has been clear for for months, frankly. But as more and more evidence comes out, it's just overwhelming in terms of the uh, the operation that had been pulled on us. And then you couple that with the, well, I mean, the, the, the reaction to it, I, I should clarify. that it, It's not that uh, there's some that argue that there isn't a virus uh, at all. And, uh, well, I, I, I still don't know that we would have to go up against the Koch's uh, postulates and we have to kind of, uh, you know, see if it satisfies that or, or fulfills fulfills the postulate, basically, uh, which some people say it hasn't. Uh, other people say that it has, but that's still, still something you have to prove. But barring that or withholding that, ignoring that for a moment, the, the reaction to it, right, the response uh, from government, that's what we're talking about, authorities, uh, from the lockdowns to the passports to the now coming... Vaccines. UK has now has uh, issued an emergency use authorization uh, for the Pfizer vaccine. So we're, we're going to cover that a little bit later, too. Uh, and some interesting stuff coming out from John Hopkins, both in terms of some of the research that they've done, uh, but also on the death rates that it basically doesn't hold up. Right. Mercola himself uh, said this, if you guys are familiar with him, that basically there is no excess deaths. This is, uh, in fact, lower average death rates uh, on average uh, the mortality rate uh, 2020 which of course if there was a pandemic you'd expect it to be more it would be all the regular deaths and then there would be more deaths because of the pandemic right <laughs> but that's not what we're seeing we're just seeing basically the same even a little lower in fact because you have people you know doing less things because they're at home just you know twiddling their thumbs uh, not doing anything uh, of course, I hope you're, you're staying productive and, and doing doing shit that uh, that matters. Uh, this is the time to fight back. Uh, definitely not a time to to screw around. Um, it's crazy the shit that's happening right now. The the what they're doing, and we have to really start pushing back now. Not, is not the time to sit back and relax or give up or anything of the sort. Uh, we need to push back uh, more than ever. In fact, um, well, I have more to say about that later on, but we'll, we'll get into it then. Anyway, thank you everybody for joining us. Uh, if you're joining us live, dlive.tv forward slash TV, vk.com slash TV, Or you can, of course, uh, watch us through the websites, redice.tv slash live. Share the link, get that out there. We cover a lot of things uh, as much as we uh, can as, as possible. Uh, and many days it feels frustrating because there's so many things happening, so many things we'd like to cover, maybe do more shorter standalone videos. There isn't just enough hours in the day for the team that we have right now. That's, of course, why your support is essential and vital, uh, so that we can continue to grow and expand in in spite of the censorship, in spite of being shut down from payment processors, in, in spite of being blocked virtually uh, every everywhere. Um, and, and, of course, it's not only happening to us, it's happening to many voices right now, but there's a lot of people that are right on the edge. They're teetering right on the edge in terms of... Um, they're being stretched thin, basically, right? And uh, that's it's everything is coming to a head. Everything is is it's it's happening <laughs> right right now. If there's any battle uh, of our age, of our time, of our generation, this is happening now, uh, and it's worldwide, I'd say, but especially 
in the West. I mean, America is struggling for its survival now, of course, with the election theft and the fraud. And in uh, in the rest, in, in Europe and other Western countries, of course, we're, we're fighting against uh, the last uh, effort by the globalists to, to clamp down and take control. Uh, and that runs the gambit on how they've used uh, the COVID fraud uh, from not only the lockdowns, but also in terms of the mandatory vaccinations that are coming. Uh, well, mandatory it could be argued that they will be in the private sector, uh, which which I've argued it will come not in the in not from a you know government point of view that you need to obey us kind of thing. Uh, if they do, then basically what happened in Denmark uh, will happen in other countries. The people go out and protest, and then you know the government is kind of kind of forced. If if, if they if there's the numbers on our side, and people won't refuse to do it, they can, they can't do anything, right? Uh, but then they put it up to the private sector. So if you want to fly, if you want to go into a grocery store, if you want to hire our services, if you want to rent an apartment here, whatever it is, right, uh, you need to be vaccinated uh, for uh, COVID-SARS-2, the bullshit, uh, bullshit that they've been running on us here, the uh, the gay op. But anyway, uh, lots to get into here today, so I guess we shouldn't delay too much further. Thank you, everyone, joining us. Um, had some thoughts here a little bit later I want to try to get out as well. It's, you know, I've been thinking the last few days, and it's just like, I mean, we've never have never seen anything like this, and 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 in the way um, that they've pulled this off, and and you know, a lot of a lot of people in the conspiracy field, if you prefer it that way, or or whatever, however you view this, um, I mean, we've been talking about this kind of stuff for uh, for uh, for a long time. Some people uh, for decades about the kind of stuff that we're seeing, and, and now it's happening. It's not not anymore a, a something in the back rooms hidden. It's it's right out in the open. Uh, they're telling us what they're going to do. We have some other clips from uh, Klaus Schwab today as well, uh, further admitting this. Uh, anyway, we have some great stuff here today. But yeah, thank you everyone joining us live. Uh, let me take a couple of these here. Naptoon, I see. I think that was from yesterday. Uh, Gabby Diamond, thank you, sir. Uh, Hearth and Helm, thank you. Uh, good to see you. She sends a diamond. Hail, Henry Kalana, hugs from Indiana. Hope everything is good in, in uh, Indiana. Is you staying safe? Uh, that you and the family are uh, healthy, everything. Thank you for joining us. Good to have you here. And thank you for the diamond as well. Appreciate that. Uh, I saw two over on um, Entropy Stream as well. Let me take those. Actually, one. I uh, see. Thanks, uh, Red Eyes, and greetings from Australia from uh, uh, Sonny Leparet. Is that how I pronounce it? Sonny Leparet. Thank you. Uh, appreciate that. Very kind of you. Uh, if you do want to join in today, uh, great way, of course, is through dlive.tv uh, forward slash Red Eyes TV. Let me go back here. There it is. Uh, actually, did that disappear? I guess it disappeared. Okay, super chat. Anyway, dlive.tv. Forward slash Red Ice TV. Usually I have it down below there. But uh, another way, of course, is entropystream.live forward slash Red Ice TV. And of course, as always, special shout out to everyone joining us at redicemembers.com. We can't do this without our beloved members. You guys, of course, is uh, ensuring that Red Ice can continue to operate. And without you guys, uh, we cannot do this and we have to move on to other things. So I do appreciate the support. And it's vital at this time uh, that you come out and support independent alternative media that's been doing this and telling the truth no matter where it leads uh, for, uh, well, the, for, for over a decade now. We I started the radio show in, in 2006, then we started the, with the kind of full-on video productions back in 2016. But uh, yeah, thank you, everybody. Uh, thank you to the members especially. But uh, all right, so let's dive into this here. So I wanted to just quickly, there's a couple of things um, real quick I wanted to go over. We covered this in a um, couple of short stories in the beginning. Uh, the monolith that popped up in Utah, uh, in the, the the desert there, right? And it was actually a, it's actually a, I'm not sure if a, if any of the monoliths that we've seen is are or obelisk, I guess I'm thinking of are are three sided. This seems to be three sided. Uh, usually, as far as I'm aware, they're four they're four sided. But 
regardless. This is probably some art installation. I don't think it's oh, it's the aliens or whatever. I, I'm not saying that. Uh, but it's 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 kind of fun, right? So anyway, it disappeared most uh, recently. Let's uh, take a look. At this the mysterious here. monolith discovered in a remote canyon in Utah has disappeared. Uh, it's gone. This is all that's left at the Let's site today: a, a base plate. Ricardo Moreno was one of the first people to realize it was gone. We noticed tire tracks from some kind of dolly or a wheelbarrow that was hauling it out. You can literally see fresh tracks. Over the weekend, after the monolith's discovery became front page news, adventurers flocked to the desert to see for themselves the 12 foot tall metal column that looks straight out of 2001 of Space Odyssey. Well, but it doesn't though, that's what I'm saying. It's like, what is it, uh, one by five by nine? What was it again? Does anybody have the, the measurement chat? I think it was one by five by nine or something like that, right? The, and the other one is like three sided. And it's not black, it's chrome. I mean, it's nothing like it, really. Somewhat similar, but, you know, come Odyssey. on. TV personality Dave Sparks of the Discovery Channel was one of them. They took these stainless steel panels and they basically just rivet them together with these inner, uh, probably gussets or something. The middle of it appears to be hollow. Just landed. We're going to find big monolith. Helicopter pilot Ryan Backer landed at the site and to his surprise, found a bunch of people already there. There's maybe two dozen other people there um, enjoying the day. But the next day, the monolith Let's was gone as mysteriously as it appeared. What was your reaction when you finally got there and it was gone? We were very shocked and a little bit heartbroken. We drove eight hours to uh, to see this. And, <laughs> um, so we were a bit let down. Boy, For now, one mystery is replaced with another. Who took the monolith? And where is it now? Thank you, mainstream media. Inside edition. All right. So anyway, there was another one. So it was probably some gay art thing. And then the person realized they will be, uh, what, arrested by Utah, you know, the authorities or something that was illegal to do that. So just, oh, shit, let's take it down. Uh, let's run. Uh, but anyway, another one has uh, showed up uh, this time in uh, Romania. Uh, and I guess that's still there. Interesting enough, in the mountains of Dacia. I've actually done some shows on this. This is a very ancient civilization in this uh, region. Fascinating history of the Dutchians and uh, the connections with the Romans and even the, uh, the Geats or the Goths. Uh, fascinating stuff. But here's a short clip from, uh, from Romania. It was a kick V, they said. <laughs> He's from Romania, right? V. I hear it's the man. I forget. I forget how he, his, uh, his accent. Also, that you never. Totally not hollow. <laughs> oh, nice scene there. Look at that. <clears throat> Maybe it's a it's a tourist uh, tourist attraction. <laughs> also three sided though. It looks like. Very nice view. It's a wonderful uh, area. I would have seen. I've seen some drone shots from you know the Dutch and the Carpathians. Uh, I think it is right. The mountains there. Uh, all right. So that one is still there anyway. Reuters had something uh, on that. So there's been a there's been a craze from uh, from around the uh, uh, from around the the uh, the world regarding these monoliths popping up. So anyway, it's it's kind of I, I guess it does put a nice uh, twist uh, on on 2020 whether you consider it as a, as a psyop or not. Uh, but whatever, it's uh, it's it's fun, fun stuff. All right, uh, check out this. Uh, Berkeley professor says that law and order is a racist dog whistle. Uh, how about that? Ian Henley Lopez, the University of California Berkeley law professor, created a series of videos that explains why terms like law and order are dog whistles for racism. 
<clears throat> Race Class Academy, a 12-part video series that shows viewers how to, quote, beat dog whistle politics by building cross-racial and cross-class solidarity, is based on Lopez's book, Dog Whistle Politics, How Coded Racial Appeals Have Reinvented Racism and Wrecked the Middle Class. The book describes how politicians and plutocrats deploy veiled racial appeals to persuade white voters to support policies that favor the extremely rich yet threaten their own interests. So they're trying to kind of, I guess, build back the proletariat. Uh, work, working class poor, please don't go vote for Trump. Join our team. Jo join the anti-white, join team anti-white. Uh, uh, poor uh, white people. That's what you should do, right? A again, not, not ga super gung-ho about the mega-wealthy. They've not done much to, to step out and help <laughs> the destruction of our countries. But I'm saying it's funny how they're kind of... They're tr keeping a tr attempting, right, to get... Uh, uh, to, to form their little uh, coalition of the new proletariat. And, and largely at this point, it has been uh, a multiracial one, uh, which had, which has turned anti-white, thereby excluding the whites. But now they're trying to get the, those back. Um, Lopez, Lopez, who specialized in critical race theory, how about that? Created the video alongside documentary director Jacob Kornbluth and social justice activist Brittany Carter. Lopez's first video takes on 1964 Republican presidential can candidate Barry Goldwater, who allegedly wanted to return the country to a time when the government mainly worked for the wealthy. All right. Lopez says as Goldwater and other Republicans use terms like law and order not to decry crime in general, but to condemn the civil rights movement, which of course was a communist movement, and we've covered that many times. Uh, uh, not, a, not a big surprise here. Obviously, uh, quick mention on this one too, thought it was funny. In, an influencer out of Egypt has uh, been uh, arrested and is now behind bars for, uh, I guess, taking, what, a, I immoral pictures, I guess, in front of the, uh, in front of the, <laughs> the pyramids. Salma al-Shaimi. Um, I don't know, Chad, is this, uh, do we classify this as a, a thought, uh, you know, a, th a thought crime, I guess we could call this then. Um, pyramid pose lands model Salma al-Shaimi behind bars as Egypt cracks down on, quote, morals. I mean, they do it. They do it their way. Their way in, uh, in in some of these countries, which of course is their is their business. If that's what they want to do, uh, <laughs> go go ahead. It's it's fine. But it is funny though when you know you hear complaints and things. You know, as as deconstructed and just completely in, in shambles and cracked things are in the West right now. Uh, on this front, when it comes to narcissism and selfishness and just the selfie culture, the the only fans, uh, you know, new reality that we find ourselves in right now, uh, that they still end up complaining on 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 the West and white man, men and all this shit. Meanwhile, uh, this is happening in in some of these Arab, <laughs> Arab countries. An Egyptian model has been arrested with a photographer for posing in front of the pyramids in a tight-fitting version of a pharaonic dress or pharaonic dress as part of a crackdown on public morals. Um, Salma al-Shaimi is one of many so-called influencers on Egyptian social media, which provides a popular outlet for young people to express themselves in a conservative society. In recent months, women influencers have increasingly come into conflict with a regime that is determined to show that its harsh treatment of Islamist politi political groups, such as the Muslim Brotherhood, does not mean it will tolerate liber liberal mores. <clears throat> All right, so some, uh, some problems there for them to, uh, for them to deal with. All right, we didn't get into the COVID uh, issue right now. A lot of things uh, on this, which is very important. 
Um, before we do that, I see White Rabbit Radio is hosting. Thank you, Tim. Good to see you. Uh, as always, uh, someone with a very complicated username, Juju uh, Quer, I think it is, with a diamond says, keep crashing. Thank you uh, so much, uh, uh, sir or ma'am. I appreciate that. Very kind of you. Um, so, yes, we have this issue with a New York City bar owner that was arrested uh, just days after declaring his establishment an autonomous zone, right? We, now we'll go back to the summer here, right, of 2020. Just a few months back, we had autonomous zones in Seattle. I think they did they have, was it two in total? One in Portland and one in Seattle. I think it was the, uh, around the police precinct in Seattle. And then I think there was another one in Portland, right? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was just the one. Uh, yeah, how do I pronounce it? Jus Le Care. Is that how I pronounce it? <laughs> Juju Le Care. Is that it pronounced? All right. <clears throat> Thank you for uh, for the tip. Uh, okay, the, the the last super chat. I mean, um, but yeah. So so basically, they, when 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 you try to do it, when when you want to try to avoid these issues by all of a sudden declare, and, and, and again, look at the support that they got and just hands off approach in by the police. Uh, they were willing to work with these people. It was all fine, right? Uh, of course, it turned out to be a disaster. Multiple people were shot. People died. There was crime. There was robberies. There was rape. All kinds of madness, right? Uh, and eventually they ended up being disillusioned and I think people called the cops and stuff like that. Uh, but see, he can't do the same thing. Uh, he can't play this game. Now, I know it's a different state and they deal things with differently in New York about this, but you know, if one of those Antifa, uh, you know, BLM autonomous zones would have popped up, they would have been perfectly fine with it. They would have played ball with these people. Uh, the co-owner of a bar on Staten Island, which declared an, in- an autonomous zone, after its liquor license was yanked over COVID-19 lockdown violations, was arrested and perp walked out of the business in handcuffs on Tuesday night. According to the deputy sheriff, Max Public House, general manager and co-owner Daniel Presti was charged with several offenses, including obstructing government administration for continuing to operate the establishment despite being in an orange zone where indoor dining is not allowed and there is a 10 p.m. dining curfew, according to NY1. Now, so Cuomo has set up these color zones. I guess if you come up, if you just kind of invent, well, now, now it's a, you're in a red zone, or you're in an orange zone, you're in a yellow zone, or you're in a green zone, all of a sudden you can just undo the Constitution and your right to freedom of assembly. You can just uh, undo the First Amendment by just by just coming up with a color and just saying that it's a zone, right? So that's an orange zone, and so therefore you can't, you don't have any rights, right? It's it's remarkable how that, how that works, right? Um, to try to get around the rules, Max tried to offer free food and drinks with a suggested donation. The state stripped the bar of its liquor license last week, and the city health department ordered the bar to close. The state liquor authority has said uh, offering alcohol for free is not a loophole and that liquor license is needed to sell or serve alcohol. On Tuesday, the city building's department ordered the business to vacate. Despite that order, investigators says plainclothes duties saw 14 people inside. Deputies, sorry, duties. Deputies saw 14 people inside eating and drinking inside Tuesday night. Uh, Deputies arrested Presti and gave employees uh, appearance tickets for violating city and state laws. I guess this is a... um, uh, is this the bar owner here? Let's uh, check this yes, out. Yes, they're making up charges, but they charged him what I what what they are sure me is just a criminal trespass. But it's still a misdemeanor. It's still a crime, and he's still going to spend the night in jail for for trespassing, oh, quote unquote, in his own establishment where he is the <laughs> lease owner and general manager. 
I don't like this at all. I don't like this at all. But wait a second. Uh, go takeover, ahead, John. Greg. Greg, it's a government takeover. We just saw the government come in, raid a business, take it over, lock it down for doing absolutely nothing. We got a whole bunch of activists. People are literally stopping their cars in the street. And I got to tell you, there's a lot of people coming out to support these guys. I hope there's a lot more business owners around the country. Maybe the thing to do is occupy your business. Stay in there 24 hours a day and let the sheriffs try to come in and get you out of the place. Because when they drag you out, that's when people start waking up to what's really happening. And I may just occupy the place tomorrow and do liquid lunch from here. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> when you're inside the place, uh, I haven't been lately, but, you know, you keep social distancing. Everybody's doing what they're supposed to do for the COVID, right? Yes, without a doubt. Again, they were following all social, all social yeah, restrictions. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, they were, everybody was polite and respectful, even when the officers came in, and they still were aggressive, and they still threw everybody out, and they still arrested my client. It's like the mafia. Staten Island gets a bad rap for being like in the mob. Governor Cuomo is a mobster. He just sent down his Gestapo squad here tonight and locked the place down. Hundreds of people in the streets. Say, say, say Stasi, and, and I'm happier. Screaming and yelling, supporting the owners, saying leave them alone. But the Gestapo took the guy out in handcuffs. And Greg, those people weren't in the streets until the word got out, and we were stuck in there an hour waiting for these summonses. They refused to let us out, and they refused to let me out of the place, even though I said I was their attorney and not an employee. That's when the crowd started forming. Everybody inside was polite. Hey, can I see the door? Whoever's holding the phone or whatever you got there, is the door, is, did they actually shut it? Let me just take a look, if you don't mind. All the trades. Oh, really Sorry. Oh, my gosh. They're guarding the front of the... That's a could bar imagine, that they're guarding? Could you imagine you need 40 cops in the streets of Staten Island to lock up one restaurant over owner for giving away free beer. They want to they turn you into an example. We can't have this, right? It, I mean, it's great to see this kind of uh, uh, protest and same thing in uh, Canada, of course, with um, Adams, was it Adamson Barbecue? I think it was, right? Uh, in uh, Ontario. Which, of course, is it's uh, really good. And, and we're beginning to see more kind of... Uh, you know, more protest overall and more people fighting back and stuff. And, 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 you know, the first lockdown, I think more people were reluctant. It wasn't really, I mean, to, to those who really did deep dives, it was kind of clear that this is just way exaggerated and stuff. But now the second lockdown and second, I mean, people have no choice, right? This is what people said, you know, any, all the work that you do, any, any work is, is essential work. Right, because this is how we make a living. This is how you pay your bills. This is how you feed your kids. There is no work that's that's non-essential. Uh, this is complete. Uh, it's incredible, right? But it, but it all ties together in terms of like how to shut down and close out small businesses. Just get the you know get the big companies that can you know abide by the rules and just get, you know claim they can do all these things that uh, they need to be doing. But it doesn't matter. I mean, again, they, they, these bar owners they follow the protocol. Uh, they're they're doing what they're say, saying that they should do with masks and distances inside. And it's like no, uh, they want you destroyed. That's what this is about, right? Um, so I thought we should take a look at this article. Very interesting stuff. We talked about the uh, John Hopkins, right? They have done several. Uh, They've had their fingers in, in the whole COVID pie from, from day one, right? From event 201 uh, to research material to a lot of the numbers and stuff coming from, uh, you know, from John Hopkins and stuff, right? So here was a study 
that highlights accounting error regarding COVID deaths, right? And this is very important. Excuse me. Um, very important story here. And it ended um, with the article and the video being redacted, re retracted or, or pulled by John Hopkins, new the newsletter that they uh, invest that they released this in. Uh, the claims made by prof the professor will clearly require more investigation, as the announcement says. They said AIER is publishing this in the interest of objecti objective science and open discussion. So I want to read a little bit from this here. Uh, now bear me with me. It's very interesting regarding the death rates, right? Which shows and demonstrates that it's basically bullshit. This is a psyop. It's <laughs> not what they tell, it, tell us that it, it really is, right? It's not as bad as they've been trying to uh, push. And I know many of you are aware of this, but it's important to continue to point this out, continue to try to wake people up, continue to tell the truth, continue to spread the information, not only about these findings, but so many other things, right? Uh, and get people to to snap out of this hysteria and, and just complete coma that they've been placed in uh, by the aid of the mainstream media, um, largely, you know, using whatever the, you know, the Fauci's of this world have said and the John Hopkins and so forth, right? Uh, okay, let me let me read this here. At the time of this writing, the United States currently maintains the highest number of COVID-19 deaths and ranks 11th for the highest deaths per capita. There have been approximately 262,000 recorded COVID-19 deaths in the United States, which is certainly a concerning number. However, a new study linked uh, link removed or site crashed, but now available on archive.org. Right, that's we can click in on the study later. Published by Dr. Geneve Brand. Uh, Bryant, Geneve Bryant at John Hopkins University notes some critical accounting errors done at the national level. The study, which is still being vetted, simply examines the raw data that should have been questioned months ago. The overall conclusion is that COVID-19, at least according to the collected data, is not the killer disease that it's currently hyped up to be. Uh, AIER is not endorsing the study as uh, is without further study, but we've interested in the argument being examined and discussed. Uh, there's no reason to, to doubt the numbers that they've pulled out. It's this government data, right? Uh, viewing COVID-19 deaths in context, it is already well established that COVID-19 is a disease that is most dangerous to those over the age of 65 and who have pre-existing conditions. In the U.S., there have been observed a 2.1% mortality rate with elderly individuals making up over half of that number. Young and healthy people are not by any significant capacity threatened by COVID-19. One of the most important factors when it comes to COVID-19 is preventing excess death according, according to the CDC. Estimates of excess deaths can provide information about the burden of mortality potential related to the COVID-19 pandemic, including deaths that are directly or indirectly attributed to COVID-19. Excess deaths are typically defined as the difference between the observed numbers of deaths in specific time periods and expected numbers of deaths in the same time periods. Essentially, there is an average number of deaths every year due to a variety of causes that for the most part have remained constant throughout the years. This includes morbidities such as heart disease, which have long been the leading cause of death, and cancer, which have long plagued our existence. For COVID-19 to be a serious cause of alarm, it would need to significantly increase the number of average deaths. However, according to the study, these data uh, analysis suggests that in contrast to most people's assumptions, the number of deaths by COVID-19 is not alarming. In fact, it has relatively no effect on deaths in the United States. Total deaths in the U.S. shows no significant change and even mirror 
past trends of season seasonal illnesses, right? There's a chart that demonstrates here from the CDC. Um, according to this graph constructed by using data provided by the CDC from the last six years, total deaths have remained relatively constant and increases can be explained by various factors such as a larger population. The spikes in deaths in 2020 are consistent with historical trends only topping 2018 by 11,292 uh, deaths. There have been over 262,000 deaths attributed to COVID-19 in the U.S., yet total deaths, have, total deaths have not increased in any alarming capacity. They have only mirrored existing trends. In short, according to six years of data collected by the CDC, COVID-19 has not led to any significant increase in deaths. All right, continues here. What is even more interesting, if not more alarming, is that the spike in recorded COVID-19 deaths seen in 2020 has coincided with a proportional decrease in deaths from other diseases. And this is what we've talked about for a long time, right? They have just replaced it, right? They've just replaced, like, flu deaths have disappeared. It's all COVID. Some heart disease deaths have disappeared and they're been attributed to COVID. Same thing with cancer. Same thing with other diseases, right? Yani Agu, or Yani Gu, writes, This suggests, according to Bryant, that the COVID-19 death toll is misleading. Yeah, you don't say. Bryant believes that deaths due to heart diseases, respiratory disease, influenza, and pneumonia may instead be recategorized as being due to COVID-19. Deaths have remained relatively constant, yet reported deaths due to deadly conditions such as heart, such as heart disease have fallen, while reported COVID deaths have risen. This suggests that the current COVID death count is in some capacity relabeled deaths due to other ailments. And again, all this stuff came out early on. We reported on this. I forget which county it was in Florida, but there was one local media company there that actually just out of the blue, just, just completely out of left field. They just decided to do journalism and call up these hospitals that had like, you know, a tremendous amount of... of uh, high death rates and positive cases and all that stuff and, and ask them about the numbers and say, oh, th th those were those were wrong. We, we, it was wrong percentages. Um, and, and it went from like, you know, 70% positive cases to like down to you know, 2% or something. It was like drastic measures, right? And it also showed and demonstrated this relabeling, right? That someone had fallen down the stairs. That was COVID. When it wasn't, someone had had a hip replacement surgery and, and died. That was COVID. Someone's run over by a motorcycle. That turned out to be COVID. Heart disease, cancer, etc. Right. According to the graph, reported COVID deaths even overtook heart disease as the main cause of death at one point, which should raise suspicion. This aligns with many other well-established facts about the virus, such as those with comorbidities are the most at risk. According to the CDC, about 94% of COVID deaths occur with comorbidities. Of course it does, right? This suggests, so again, it's, a, it's, an average, it's, it's an average reaction that you see any flu season. Flu season. In fact, we should, if, if, if we should follow through logically on what they're expecting us to do during the COVID, this COVID-19 pandemic, is that we should charge every single leader, person in government, in any kind of position of, of authority, basically, for allowing people to die uh, completely unjustified by the flu in any given season in prior years because all of a sudden we're, we're expected to uproot everything change our entire lives just for something which hasn't demonstrated itself to be any more uh any more deadly i mean it's it's not even that it's like oh it's a little deadly what this report shows that it's it's 
it's it's not even that it's just been replaced this would have been normal deaths in the heart disease category but due to the relabeling they they invent these numbers that they, they, they drive up this number artificially right Anyway, it goes on here. This suggests that it could be possible that a larger number of deaths could have been mainly um, mainly due to more serious ailments such as heart disease, but categorized as COVID-19 death, uh, a far less lethal disease. And here are some of the graphs here too. I'm not going to go through that right now, but l- let me c- let me continue reading here. According to this graph pr- provided by the study, deaths labeled under COVID-19 increased while deaths labeled under other uh, has decreased. It is important to note that this sample only applies to the month of April, as the author notes, these were the weeks with the highest reported deaths. So it's even lower other months, right? Um, Gu writes, the CDC classified all deaths that are related to COVID-19 simply as COVID-19 deaths. Even patients dying from other underlying diseases but are infected with COVID-19 count as COVID-19 deaths. This is completely uh, irresponsible. It's completely uh, shady and, and bullshit. This is likely the main explanation as to why COVID-19 deaths drastically increase while death by all other disease experienced a significant decrease. If the COVID-19 death toll was not misleading at all, uh, what we should have observed is an increased number of heart attacks and increased number uh, and increased COVID-19 numbers, but a decreased number of heart attacks and all the all the other death causes doesn't give us a choice but to point to some misclassification. Uh, Brian replied. Furthermore, Brian's research notes that the percentage of deaths has remained relatively constant throughout all age groups. COVID death statistics seem to mirror the normal distribution of death amongst age groups, further leading credence to the argument that many COVID deaths are recategorized deaths. Brian provides this graph constructed from the CDC. I guess I can show that while I read this. Uh, From CDC data that shows that deaths among various age groups have remained relatively constant. By simply looking at the raw data presented by the CDC, Gu writes that all of this points to no evidence that COVID-19 created any excess deaths. Total death numbers are not above normal death numbers. What we uh, we found no evidence of uh, to the contrary. Brandy concluded, Um, and they continue here. What do we do with this information? Last piece here in the article. Brian and likely many others suppose that the extreme emphasis on COVID-19 has led to the unintended classification of the disease as the cause of death. This is it's not this is what they have to understand. This is not unintended, not unintended, right? This is where you lose these people. They're just completely in the official world. Um, and, And even when it's like these are like educated people, they're in, you know, academics and doctors and researchers and data scientists and analysts and stuff and it's like it can just stare them right in the face and they will never be able to tell it like it is which is basically this is bullshit what the fuck are we doing i mean there are a couple of voices that have you know gone in that direction but look at how they were treated too right they were fired and all that stuff and of course this paper was retracted slow slow down a little bit here we did we cannot let this research get out of the bag it's already it's already out, of course, but they will deny it. She further stresses that although this data challenges the idea that COVID-19 is an unprecedented and lethal disease, we still should be concerned with mitigating death in general. Well, sure, whatever, but it, that's like more again, more people die of heart disease. What are you going to do about that? Lock, lock down the world. Stop uh, selling, you know, from their perspective, stop selling fat in the stores because that that's the cardiovascular disease, right? which is completely wrong, but you, you get my drift, right? They, they will do all these crazy measures 
because they're trying to mit mitigate unnecessary deaths. When it's like, well, this is nature, this is life, shit happens. And sure, of course, you should be careful. You should help to protect people, especially those that have underlying conditions, immune problems and stuff like that. Absolutely, protect those, isolate those, you know, take care of those people. But to destroy, like destroy our, our, our whole financial sector, to destroy small businesses, to rip away people's livelihood in this way, to incarcerate people, to have these, you know, these these attacks on people who protest the lockdowns and stuff. I mean, it's completely insane, right? Um, okay, concludes here or right at the end here. Uh, however, it is clear that the significant significant accounting error regarding COVID nineteen deaths, if true, is not productive. Yeah, you think? However, look, listen to this line. It is clear that this significant accounting error regarding COVID-19 deaths, if true, and we have no reason to not believe that it's true, is not productive. It's not productive. That's all, that's all you get from these people, right? It has caused mass hysteria and misinformed public policy, closing down communities to fight a virus that, according to the data, has had no significant contribution to total deaths, reduces our overall capacity to build a healthy society. Again, the measures that have been taking actually is leading to more deaths, despite the fact that they're doing all this at this point. And we haven't seen the full consequence of this too. This, this is far from over. The lockdowns have given more suicides, more uh, people being hooked on drugs. The, the effects of this are going to come, right? People's businesses being shut down, losing their livelihoods, have to go on the dole, they have to be, become government dependent now. UBI, here we come. Get that UBI. The, the, the government is totally not going to put any uh, hooks into your flesh at that point and tell you what you need to do to get their support, right? So, yeah, so even despite that, because people are more often, of course, staying home and, and not ending up in, you know, situations where they could get hurt or, or even die, right? Lockdowns have resulted in severe damage to our capacity to improve the general health of society, from the catastrophic economic damage that lowers the standards of living for everyone to surgeries that's being deemed unessential. Our current policies are not helping in preventing deaths in general. They are likely leading to more. And I, I think we'll see more as a consequence on that, including the mask bullshit, because, you know, you being deprived of oxygen is a you know huge issue and will lead to more deaths. I, I think potentially the combination now of getting the vaccine rolled out and getting a an entire summer where many people have spent inside instead of being outside, getting healthy, building up their immune system, being in the sun, vitamin D, Fresh, fresh air, oxygen, detoxifying, all that stuff, they're going to be in much worse condition. And in fact, if there is any issues with the disease, just like there is with influenza, I mean, there's pregnant women, there's kids that have succumbed to influenza. This is not out of the out of the picture. That stuff has happened every prior year, right? That The chances then of increased death will occur with the COVID-19 influenza, right? Lockdowns have resulted in severe... Uh, yeah, I read that... Um, Suicides and substance abuse are up. Mental and physical health are down, all due to lockdowns. The late Dr. Donald Henderson, who led the eradication of smallpox, noted in 2006 that experience has shown that communities faced with epidemics or other adverse events respond best and with the least anxiety when the normal social functions of the community is least disrupted. So again, creating hysteria, creating stress is leading to more problems, which of course is what they want because then now we're back. It's a feedback loop. The deaths and the, the problems that you get as a consequence of that, they can blame on the disease. And just wait until the vaccine is rolled out. We have no idea how that's going to turn out. The hysteria over COVID-19 has likely led to the alleged to the alleged accounting error noted in Brian's study, the reclassification of expected deaths from all causes into COVID deaths. 
that accounting error has likely led to a number of policy decisions that have drastically crippled our ability to support the general welfare of society, economic, uh, society economically, socially, and spiritually. Going forward, these findings should give us pause and reconsideration over the threat COVID-19 actually poses and realize how much avoidable damage we have done to ourselves as a result. Interesting, huh? So again, that was John, John Hopkins University. And of course, then this study was yanked and they were not allowed to, uh, uh, to, to continue, right? Or, or like, no, this is, this is bad. Uh, we have to make sure that uh, this doesn't get out, right? Incredible stuff. Um, right, let me check in here uh, on DLive before we move on. Uh, Wise Wildfire, uh, good to see you, Wise. Hope you're doing well. Thank you for all the support. He sends a diamond uh, and says, "Look on the bright side, Rona killed the flu." Yeah, but exactly. I mean, that, that's what they've said, right? It's like we've they've been trying to solve influenza with flu shots and all these things for quite a few years now. And before that, it was like, how, how do you cure the common cold? I remember reading articles about this and stuff. And so miraculously, uh, Corona solved that issue, and now it's completely gone. It's incredible. Uh, now, the diamond from Weiss uh, says, first rule of 2021, never take the vaccine. Absolutely. I totally agree. Uh, it's some crazy stuff we're going to see here, I think, going into 2021. Weiss Wildfire again with the diamonds. The first rule of gun control, never let government take the guns. And another diamond from Weiss, he says, freedom is always the answer. I completely agree. Um, I think we have no idea. We have a bunch of spoiled brats that... Um, I mean, I, sure, there's people who don't know what to do with freedom, right? They, they don't know what to do with themselves in a free society. But they haven't seen the flip side, right? They have, you, have to, you have to fight for it to appreciate it. You have to take it, make it, and make, claim it, make it yours to appreciate it. And since we haven't done that in quite a while, not now we're, we're going to have to do that again. We are going to appreciate it like never before. Again, because people were, are going to begin to see, and we already see what the options are, going in the other direction, right? The, 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 the Stasi, the Cheka, um, these groups that they're sending out to, uh, to uh, prevent people from just living their lives and, and paying their bills. It's, it's incredible. White is mighty. Uh, thank you, Wise, by the way. Appreciate that. White is mighty with the diamond says, I'm almost certain that symptoms are psychosomatic. I think a lot of that is, to be honest. I think there is a lot of people that, uh, and I read that story, was it yesterday in the stream? And check that out, by the way, if you did miss it. Um, this one here, right? Uh, CNN tapes and election fraud. Check that out. I did that uh, late last night. CNN tapes. It might be some release on that uh, later tonight, even maybe during the stream. We'll check in on that maybe right at the end, see if there's anything new. Uh, but I went through some of the, the stories there too uh, regarding, you know, the which people choose to go and get tested with, you know, basically what was the headline? It was Wall Street Journal. How COVID-19 is hiding among, among flus, flu and colds, right? Um, and many people who never have a reason to get tested won't and they never feel. It, it, we're probably talking about something which is so pervasive in, in, in the population that, and again, the more you, the, the more pervasive it is in the population and you compare it with death rates, the lower the death rate or the deaths, the lower the death rate becomes, right? So basically, I think everybody has had this almost at, so, at some point, right? Um, but, but if you have a cold, a regular flu on top of that or something like that, you would be like, oh shit, I have COVID, I gotta go test it. And so it's the testing that's driving the case increase numbers, which is like, well, you're just discovering that it's been here. It doesn't mean that it, people are affecting other, infecting others. It doesn't mean that it's spreading. It doesn't mean that they even ever felt anything, right? It, it says nothing about viral load. 
Whitey is mighty with the diamond. Thank you. Actually, two in a row there. Goy Schmeckelstein is hosting. Thank you for that. Brown White Wolf uh, sends a diamond. This is good morning from Korea. Waking up with red eyes. Morning to you, sir. Hope you're doing well. Not sure if you're a coffee drinker or what you uh, drink over there, but uh, cheers. Thank you for joining us, sir. Hope everything is good in uh, in Korea. All right. Um, let me do this one too. I, I wanted to cover. Uh, oh, we have one over on Entropy Stream as well. Alan Harris for three says UK government's chief medical officer tells people if they want to end lockdown and social distancing, they must take the vaccine. Of course, exactly. I'm very interested to see which kind of enforcement we would get. I could expect to see maybe a more harsh um, approach in the UK, Australia, Germany, France, where they're like, at least initially goes out and say, no, this is mandatory. You have no option kind of thing. Uh, while in the US, they let the public sector handle it. Um, I'm sorry, the, the private sector handle it. Uh, you know, if you want to use these services, you have to be vaccinated. But we'll see. I mean, that, that remains to be seen um, still at this point. So as usual, Amazon, uh, of course, have continued to boom because of the lockdowns. They are going on another hiring spree while small business businesses go bust, right? Big surprise. Uh, Facebook is joining in on helping to destroy uh, small businesses as well by censoring. And they have these algorithms that they can basically turn up and down to react to their sensitivity level, which automatically bans certain things, right? Um, Facebook just found, uh, found out that its super-duper censoring algorithm also banned advertisements from some struggling businesses, mistaking them as hate speech. One woman, Ruth Harrigan, who advertises on Facebook to sell her honey and beeswax-based product, told Bloomberg she thought she'd missed out on an estimated $5,000 in revenue after Facebook mistakenly banned her ads right before Black Friday. She said, I was getting a little anxious thinking, oh my God, Black Friday is around the corner. Most of my sales for the year happened in November and December, and that's it. I said, if I'm shut down any longer than this, it will cripple me. The company's misfiring content moderation software was to blame, and it happened in the middle of, the, of a pandemic when sellers are more reliant on Facebook and social media advertisers to drive business. In fact, Facebook has been censoring so much content this year, it has relied heavily on software to do the job since they don't have enough human moderators. Great stuff. So um, it, it, they are just doing such incredible damage, right? These companies. And that they're getting away with this, they're allowed to do this, they're allowed to destroy people's livelihood in this way, and that there's no repercussion. It's just, ah, it's just our algorithm working. It's, it's incredible to me. Um, here's from out of Japan, of course, we should uh, cover soon once when there is new statistic. The last time we covered it, there was a tremendous increase uh, in suicides, uh, drug-related deaths like overdoses and things like that uh, in, in Western countries. Uh, but this is out of Japan. October suicide deaths in Japan outnumber all COVID deaths during the pandemic. A spike uh, in suicides in Japan is being linked to COVID-19. I guess they're classified as COVID-19 deaths too then. Uh, particularly the impact of the disease on life, lives of women. New data showed that there were 2,153 suicides in Japan in October. A national police agency report said, uh, according to Nippon.com, that exceeds the national total COVID-9 death toll of 2,087, which, of course, again, is probably bogus numbers anyway, comorbidities, other causes, etc. Um, the suicide increase represents a 39.9% increase over October 2019. 
the biggest, I mean, imagine that. And again, that there's no response to that. There's no, I mean, I know this is Japan, maybe they're dealing with this differently or whatever. But this, I'm sure, is reflected generally in, in some other countries as well. I know that Japan is, is on average high on the suicide list, but so are some of the, you know, Nordic countries and stuff like that. But I'm sure that, I mean, again, due to the fact that Sweden didn't do the lockdowns, maybe that saved some Swedes from just completely climbing up the walls and deciding to kill themselves. But this time, when they're starting to obey the globalists again, when they basically, they basically made a mistake. Sweden made a mistake. They were not supposed to do this. They were not supposed to not lock down, but they're so incompetent. They're so incapable of, of enforcing anything, any rule anymore. Le the legal law and order is out, is out the window, right? So now we'll see how they really deal when they, you know, they're supposed to to crack down on, on some of these things. We'll see. We'll see how things go. We'll continue reporting on that. All right. So let's talk about the UK vaccine, ladies and gentlemen. So Pfizer has been uh, has been granted emergency use authorization uh, in the UK for again to remind everybody the the DNA altering mRNA experimental vaccine. Now, it took about roughly about seven months or so uh, to develop this, maybe take or give a few months. Uh, but prior vaccines, uh, if you compare, the fastest that, that that vaccine ever has been developed is about seven years, right? So this is, what, 10 times faster, right? And there's no long-term studies. They skipped the animal testing. Um, we We have no idea how this experimental mRNA vaccine is going to rewrite people's genetic code, but this is admitted. That's not a conspiracy. Moderna has it in their white paper. We've covered this in the past. They say if we can successfully uh, basically penetrate into the nucleus and deliver, uh, you know, this, the, the, these uh, little machines, basically, like they, they compare them to and, and rearrange the, the code and, and, and make, a, make an RNA strand, which mimics the, the, the Cove SARS-2 strand that China gave us, then, you know, it will alter your DNA. It's just a fact. And so now we don't know, is it going to stop there? What code did China give us? What RNA did they give us? Will it, will it start altering anything else? We, we don't know, right? So the way that at least the Pfizer del delivered this into the nucleus of the cell, they claim, if you read their stuff, is they have a, what they call a fatty packet of, of nanoparticles that are... Uh, like an en a fatty envelope, they call it. And somehow that is allegedly able to penetrate into the nucleus and then start producing uh, the Cove SARS-2 RNA strand, right? And then your body is supposed to begin to react to that and develop immunity. Now, the old way of doing it is you have dead viruses and, and mutated viruses that you inject, um, and then your body kind of develops you know, immunity because of that. This is completely new in, in, in the sense that you at your forcing, or whatever you want to call it, your body to start producing uh, the strand, the, the virus in itself internally. What's going to happen? We don't know. I, I just, I do not trust it. It's very uh, freaky. All right, so here was, uh, this was from earlier, uh, well, early early morning hours, I guess, than uh, yesterday. Check out this clip here from uh, Good Morning Britain reporting on this. Fantastic to see if this vaccine news is going to make everyone feel better. Jonathan Swain oh, is sure at the Nightingale Hospital in East London. Um, well, it sounds like we're the first to approve it, Jonathan. 
It does. This has just come through in the last uh, few minutes, uh, Susanna, hasn't it? And uh, it's a fantastic news for us. The, the UK regulator has now approved use for the Pfizer vaccination. As we speak, we understand, within eight hours or so, the vaccination, some 40 million doses of it, are now going to be transported to various sites around the country, including here, you know, the NHS Nightingale Hospital. It may not have been used to treat many patients, but from now on, we understand it could be used to vaccinate thousands of people. So they have granted uh, the use for the Pfizer vaccination. They have said that it has, after months of trials and tests, that it has uh, met strict safety standards. That's important. I know there's a lot of sort of concern uh, out there. And it will be transported to around 10 sites around the country, we understand, from sports uh, stadia to sports centres, to race courses in Leicestershire, for example. The military are also working behind the scenes to create these vaccination hubs. And that means from as early as next week, next week we could see uh, NHS staff being He's vaccinated, laughing. care home workers and the residents also receiving this vaccination, along with the over 80s. So breaking news this morning, and I think it is the news that after months of lockdowns and worry <clears> and concern <throat> that we've all been waiting for. Fantastic to see. Yeah, holy shit. Complete, complete uh, experiment here. I got this story here from, this is Zero Hedge tweeting this out too regarding the vaccine. Let me close a couple of windows here. Uh, vaccine candidate summary, right? Basically ma mapping the progress, how it's going. So Pfizer, of course, in the UK, of course, first to be approved. Um, efficacy 99%. And keep in mind too, it's like when you can make a choice, if it's, if it's true what they say, um, that it's 95% efficient, your immune system is still more efficient, <laughs> right? Uh, if you're 70 plus years, then you can begin to argue about the, what, 0.4% uh, difference there, right? So that's 94.6%. Now this is, you know, CDC official data. Maybe it's, maybe it's even more, maybe the, I don't know. But from 0 to 19 years, 99.997% survival rate. What that means is that that's your immune system. That's the efficacy or efficiency of your immune system. And so they're expecting you to take a, an experimental vaccine with no long-term studies, with adjuvants, with potential issues, with human stem cell fetuses in these vaccines, all kinds of preservatives and, and, and bullshit like this, nanoparticles being injected into your nucleus cell to produce the virus inside. And the, and the efficacy is 90, 95%. What's the benefit? What is what possibly is the benefit here? Uh, there is not basically. Um, so Pfizer or BioNTech and BioNTech at the top there, phase three completed. FDA will uh, meet to review on December 10 with an emergency use author authorization expected shortly after. Uh, EMA will provide an opinion on the conditional marketing authorization likely by December 29th. Uh, but again, in the UK, that's up and running. It's happening now, right? Moderna phase three complete, 94.1% uh, efficient, which again then goes below, that's below even for 70, 70 uh, years plus, right? Below that number. There's no reason why you need to take that with those numbers, if you can trust those numbers, right? Uh, AstraZeneca uh, efficacy 70%, and that's 90% with full, with with full, sorry, half full dose and 62% with full, full dose. And then you have uh, Gamelia, Gamelia, uh, with an 
efficacy of 91.4%, right? But uh, look at the bottom here too. Let me let me go see if I can remove the lower third there and go up full screen. This is so this is this is for the markets, right? Market research. You see that says source company data, Goldman Sachs Global Investment Research <laughs> down in the bottom uh, left right there. They're the ones who have developed this. That this is Goldman Sachs is is compiling data on the, basically it's like you know when some of this stuff uh when some of this stuff came out uh, they were like oh it's doing the markets are doing great again but the, we have a vaccine in sight March, you know the stock prices go up right they're monitoring this shit uh to make to make sure that that the stock market remains stable basically right um, I actually didn't I didn't listen to this yet someone said it deep state exposed like a more genetically modified DNA um, let me just see what this is real, real quick. We'll, we'll, we'll do, this is Musk here, right? You, who himself took, uh, four tests, PCR tests recently, two came out negative, two positive. So there's no way of knowing. Let me just see what he said here. I just wanted to, we're, we're checking this live on air here. Let me see what he said. I, th I think there's going to be a lot of breakthroughs on the medical front, uh, particularly around synthetic, uh, mRNA. Uh, you can basically do anything with, uh, Synthetic uh, RNA, DNA. Um, it's really, it's like a computer program. So, I mean, I think with enough with with uh, with effort, that's not too crazy. You could probably stop aging, reverse it if you want. Um, uh, these are you can basically do it. You can turn someone into a freaking butterfly if you want with the right DNA sequence. So, I mean, caterpillars do it. I mean, he's not wrong, right? He's he's not wrong. This shit is coming. Synthetic biology. We we've studied this shit for years. Uh, transhumanism. All this shit. All this shit, right? Not only like computer brain interfaces and merging with shit and like haptic devices everywhere and everything. No, everything having an IP address. Everything be all knowing, all seeing, tapping into some artificial intelligence grid with uh, this guy's uh, uh, Starlink, right? With the ubiquitous. Um, 5G, uh, you know, c global coverage and shit like that. When shit really begins to get freaky and weird, it it's when they're starting messing with synthetic biology, artificial life forms, m re changing your genetic code and changing you. And that's the first step. That's what this vaccine is doing. If you take an mRNA vaccine, you will be a genet genetically modified organism. And we reasonably have no clue as of yet if you will remain the same that you are. Technically not, because it alters your DNA. It's like, well, it's just a, it's just a little bit. It's just, you know, it's, it's fine. Like, all right, well, you, you go ahead and do it then. Don't force this shit on me. I don't want to do this. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not signing up for this. This is not happening. <sighs> you, you, I mean, again, you have to understand what these people have had in the works for us, what they think of us, how they want us to how they want to control us, how they want to alter us, how they want to change us. Um, it's some crazy shit that's coming down the, down the pipe here. Um, I just basically feel we have, to, um, we have to get out of this system. We have to create a parallel society because this society is, go is going to drive itself into the dirt. It will probably achieve some pretty frightening things before it just either implodes on itself, consumes itself, or is destroyed by some other force. Maybe maybe that's the force of nature. I don't know. Um, 
but it's going to get crazy. You have seen nothing yet in terms of what's coming and what they're going to be able to do and alter people and, and create things which we... And hopefully they don't reach that point. Hopefully all this transhumanism bullshit and the singularity and all this stiff stuff will like never occur because these people that are in charge of this uh, and many of them are people we don't have names for even. We don't know them, but you know they push these people to the forefront um, that we can see and, and you know, be, be PR representatives of, of this new incoming age. The Elon Musks, the Klaus Schwab's, the Bill Gateses and stuff like that. Even even the Fauci's to a certain extent. He, you know, he's part of this me- the PR mechanism, the face outward uh, to give us these things, right? But check out this one. Remember when you get these nose swabs, right? Uh, COVID, COVID-19, the test, this, the nose swabs, right? Um, they put them way back in there to like take mucus from the back of your nasal cavity, basically. Well, John, we're back to John Hopkins again, coincidentally. Event 201, all these studies, they know what they're doing. They're at the forefront of the stuff. John Hopkins researchers engineer have managed to engineer tiny machines called Terra Grippers that can deliver medicine. Think Again, think vaccines, right, or w- w- whatever, basically, or mRNA medicine, too. Deliver things that will alter your DNA. They, and here you can actually see a cotton swab with some of these machines on them or whatever or yeah they're tiny machines made of metal and some a film basically and i guess they have a time released uh you know drug in them or, or medicine or something like that to distribute it and they took the inspiration from a parasitic worm that digs its sharp teeth into its host intestines good stuff here's another uh from october uh, from Science Advances, showing these machines in your, presumably your intestine, slow releasing a a drug or some kind of vaccination or something like that, right? Um, here's the, I guess we can click into this here, the press release from Eureka, Eureka Alert, Eureka Alert. John Hopkins researchers engineer tiny machines that deliver medicine uh, efficiently. So again, remember when people were, they were paranoid about... Um, you know, nanotechnology or that they're, they're, that they're even the, the swabs themselves already has something on them or that they already are, you know, they have COVID on them and, and that will cause you to test positive. There's all these theories, right? But of course, for no reason, we, we have no reason whatsoever to be paranoid about any of this, right? That they've certainly proven themselves to, har- to have our best interest at heart. So go ahead and take that, you know, COVID-19 no swab and, and, and hopefully if you're lucky, uh, they won't have uh, delivered a dose of, of tiny machines to you that can release any manner of uh, interesting drugs uh, <laughs> into your body, right? I actually have a funny clip about this later. It, you know, with the microchips and, you know, everything that they've kind of pulled together, right? It, it's kind of funny how, how all of this is, is coming together while, you know, they're kind of denying uh, that they're able to do any of this. I thought we could take a look at this here. It's a clip from Euronews. This is actually Klaus Schwab, and we've covered him in great detail because of the Great Reset and stuff like that, right? Um, there is a specific portion in this. I guess we can listen to the whole thing. There's a specific portion where he talks about COVID-19 and how to using that. I mean, again, he wrote the book on this, right? COVID-19, the Great Reset. Uh, but let's listen in a little bit. I, I forget exactly where this was uh, in the excuse me in the clip. Um, so we can just look at the whole thing. But the title is World Economic Forum founder Klaus Schwab says Joe Biden will boost multilateralism. 
basically means globalism, right? Let's, uh, let's check in. Job insecurity, the worsening climate crisis, as well as unmasking leaders working for themselves rather than their citizens. But it's also shown in an unprecedented way that the world can act together and fast for the greater good. Now, Professor Klaus Schwab, founder and executive chairman of the World Economic Forum, believes a global reset is possible, and he's published a book about just that. And he joins me now. Hello there to you. Many thanks for joining us on The Global Conversation. Now, when you look... And this guy's... I've said it before, but he's like a classic Bond villain that they just roll out. <laughs> they just roll him, roll him out, and uh, and people can kind of... Well, I, I guess they can, they, they can, they can, they can satisfy their worldview due to the fact of just how this guy's accent is, right? He's like a stereotypical Blofeld out of the Bond movies or something like that, right? At the state of the world right now, what's the first word that springs to your mind? The word reset, I think, is appropriate because uh, we are now still fighting uh, the virus, but we can be rather optimistic after what we have seen with the announcement of vaccines. Now we have to think how to structure, how to design the post-corona era. And here, of course, the word reset comes to my mind because one thing is clear, we cannot come back to the old normal. We have to use this opportunity as our uh, parents and grandparents have done after the World War II to really reflect on what went wrong and what could we do better? Uh, what is your priority? So basically, when you he, just, <laughs> he basically said uh, Nazis, right? It's Nazis' fault, and so now we have to we have to we have to do this great reset thing here because we've done so many mistakes in the past. Am I am I getting that right? But yeah. if you could initiate uh, this reset, I think there are three dimensions, three priorities. The first one is to make the world more resilient uh, because. We definitely will have to face other surprises, black swans, as they are called, uh, maybe different kinds of viruses. Uh, second, we have to make the world more inclusive, fair, uh, because we have seen that we have uh, reached um, unsustainable degrees of, um, uh, of levels of uh, people who feel felt excluded. And finally, uh, we have to make the world much greener. Uh, we finally, we finally have to put all our energy behind the decarbonization in order to avoid a major catastrophe in the future. The decarbonization, you kind of skipped right there, let me zoom that again. Uh, we finally, we finally have to put all our energy behind the decarbonization in order to Interesting, avoid... Interesting, it froze up right there. I think he says D, and it's not on my end, it's like the video has source or something. Um, decarbonization. Carb organization in order to avoid a major catastrophe in the future, of which we have, by the way, the first signs today. Sadly, we do. Well, Professor, we're going to just touch on some of those issues you've raised. But first, I'd like to look about, talk about the COVAX uh, mechanism, because in some respects, when we look at this dark pool that COVID-19 has shed across the world, the COVAX mechanism is a bright spot because it's shown how wealthier nations can look after uh, those who are facing more challenges. So how far does the experience of COVAX, which provides this immunisation, to poorer nations inform your vision 
of a more inclusive society. <laughs> so basically, and it's not because they, it's not because these people are like, you know, anti-white or like, or, or sorry that, that they're like, you know, they're pro that this guy's like he's really a Nazi and wants to like genetically uh, <laughs> destroy everyone else and stuff like that. They think they're helping, right? That's what they're doing this, but incredibly, what might end up coming out of this then? If this is true, they're talking about the equi equitable distribution, which is basically they want to withhold it from white people because they don't think that we deserve the aid, which, of course, is kind of a, you know, you can view that in two ways. It's kind of counter, you know, counterintuitive in one sense. It's like, well, then you would, they're trying to withhold it. You would need, you would want to have it, right? Um, and I still don't know if that's intentional or if they're, they're just trying to do what they think is like the be best for the world and helping and stuff like that. That the the, the jury's still out on that, right? Uh, but anyway, let's <laughs> let's continue listening. This is incredible. It's like we're gonna why well, we're gonna vaccinate all the brown countries around the world first. <laughs> it's a bright spot because it reconfirms the effectiveness. Uh, which can be achieved by having the right partners to work together. It's a systemic approach. We cannot solve our problems in the world by um, choosing simple approaches. And uh, COVAX integrates uh, the, um, uh, the vaccines with uh, the treatment, with testing, and with the right health policy approaches. So what we need in our world in the future is a much more systemic approach because we know that everything is interdependent, everything is connected, not only on a global level, but if you take uh, social, economic, political issues, they are all interconnected. So we need this systemic approach. Well, Professor, then if we need this systemic approach, uh, we've got a bit of a problem then when it comes to COVAX, for example. While the EU was quickly to back this, uh, we have players like the US, Russia, they're not on board. We may see the US uh, also joining in the future. I think uh, uh, COVAX is also a very important step in order to make sure that the gap between, let's say, the developed countries and uh, the emerging countries, the least developed countries, is not widening. Um, we have seen that the blow of uh, the virus to those countries is a particular, uh, let's say, serious and damaging one. And here with COVAX, we, we ensure so those people also can enjoy, and also, of course, uh, on a European basis, with the uh, much better cooperation what, uh, compared to what we have seen in the past, we ensure that we do not increase unfairness in the distribution of uh, all the remedies which we need in order to fight this virus. They want everybody under this umbrella, right? And they're using the virus. They're going to lower the West to everyone else's level, and it's all going to be, be equitable at that point, right? We're going to be equally miserable, and we're going to suffer under the thumb of these, uh, th these disgusting uh, <laughs> dictators, basically. And obviously, you are a champion of multilateralism, a multi-stakeholder... Which is a, another name for globalism. ...the society. Uh, with the departure of Donald Trump, as we were just talking about, do you see this now uh, 
injecting new momentum into a multilateral system, a global multilateral system? And would we return to the traditional multilateralism, do you think? Or is the world on a new path? I think also here we need a reset. We cannot go back to the system of multilateralism which we have established after World War II. Um, what we need is a reform of the international system. Just think they, they, they know they know that World War II was like a reset point as well. You know, after uh, after the defeated uh, National Socialists in Germany, then it's like, up oh, that that's it. We're reforming everything, right? The UN popped up at that point. The EU started forming. I mean, it was the ideas for that was formed earlier, and there was like pa the pan-European movement was in place and stuff like that. But they really kind of locked, like, all right, we gotta have, we we gotta we gotta stop this shit from happening. Let's just uh, lock everything in, full on globalism, no more national sovereignty, and that's been a project ever since, right? And now it's being cul it's culminating, and being crowned, uh, you know, by COVID nineteen as, as the as the excuse, the bullshit excuse, as we've seen. They they couldn't even they couldn't even manufacture the real thing. That doesn't mean that that won't come. Remember, we covered when. Paul Schwab talked about like the, like the electric uh, the electric grid. There will be a test on that soon. Operation uh, Cyber Polygon. They were running that kind of shit, and they might uh, they might pull something like that even in 2021. We'll have to see. They still talk about the dark winter. Maybe it's maybe this is as early as at the end of this year uh, going into it, right? But do, do you take down the, the power grid? All, all bets are off. I mean, that's it. That that will be that'll be just complete mayhem at that point. But you know, again, Georgia guy stones. They talk about their depopulation. They want to get population down to about five hundred million. And of course, you know, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't fight these people uh, on the on the claim that that there is overpopulation. But the issue is, it's not fucking these people are going to decide who gets to stay, <laughs> who gets to go. It's not up to these people to do it, but they've taken that upon themselves and they're pushing the world in that direction. So they might pull something like that, but it's very interesting here how he just basically right in the open reveals like, yep, it's a great reset. We're using it to reform everything. Uh, Biden is going to be great because he's going to go along with this, which is another reason how he ties into the election fraud, right? They, they, again, they used COVID-19 to do all these bullshit uh, excuses for why poll watchers couldn't watch, they couldn't be closed, you had to have the, the masks, then you had the, the mail-in voting, and that they, they piggyback each issue on, it, on the other. And so now potentially, we'll see, the door hasn't closed just yet, but they might get Trump out of there with the aid of fraud, which they largely achieved with the COVID-19 bullshit uh, psyop, basically. CWTO. Uh, we have to integrate uh, the new dimensions of global trade, like um, everything which has to do with e-commerce and so on. So um, definitely uh, multilateralism will get the boost by the election of um, President uh, Biden. Yeah. Um, and I'm very hopeful that we can now create the necessary systems which we need for the 21st century. Good to talk to you, Professor Schwab. Shut up, Schwab. All right. Let me do a couple of these real quick here. Draconi Gimp of Death with a diamond says, vaccines refrigerated, temp-based activation. Yeah, so apparently the vaccine needs to be kept at uh, minus 70 degrees Celsius. Um, and they claim that there was an issue with that, which I, I, I don't think is the case. I think that there was, it was actually fine. They have the technology for that, but they've claimed that that has some kind of been some kind of issue. I mean, it, supposedly they can transport um, 
you know, for like fresh fishes and stuff at that temperature. What is it, liquid nit nitrogen or even dry ice, I think. I'm not sure if it gets it down to that temperature, but it, apparently you can. Uh, but yeah, the, basically they need to keep it under that. Otherwise, that destroys the nanoparticles, which creates this this fat, what they call a fatty envelope, which will distribute or, or inject the, the, the I forget the terminology for it, but it's basically a, a little, basically like a little machine, right? like, a, like a DNA machine. Things in the body works that way too. It just, it combines things and basically squirts out like, you know, different strands and stuff with just different functions and things like that. I'm, I'm kind of butchering it, but basically they're using that same mechanism uh, but to get it to produce this other RNA strand. But yeah, I'm not sure if I, if there's anything else you mean by that, but but basically if it goes above that temperature, apparently that nullifies the vaccine or, or then it won't work or something like that. I've heard him anyway. Uh, Wise Wildfire with a Ninja Gini says 10% discount code red ice on wisewildfire.com. I just checked out the website real quick here. It says Wise Wildfire is an NFA class three firearms dealer serving the DFW, not sure what that is, uh, area from Hearst, Texas. Uh, so Weiss Wildfire have a website where you, I guess you can buy uh, yourself some uh, protective devices. Let <laughs> me put it that way. WeissWildfire.com. Feel free to put that in the chat again. I can do that there. Uh, but Weiss is kind enough to give you guys, if you're interested, check it out. Uh, a 10% discount code if you use Red Ice. Thank you for that, Weiss. That's very kind of you. Uh, check out the website. I, I got to do it after offline here. I'm, I'm interested in it. I don't think I've been in there uh, before, Weiss. Uh, I'll definitely check it out, but that's cool. Uh, I guess uh, either reseller or are you, or are you doing so? Are you doing it, developing them yourselves? Um, anyway, cool. Cool stuff, man. Thank you, man. Uh, so 10% discount with uh, the code Red Ice. Thank you, Weiss. I appreciate that. And thank you for the Ninja Guinea as well. Um, whoops. Let me correct this real quick here. Uh, let me check out this one here too. Uh, Norwegian Descent with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight diamonds, and then followed up by two Ninja Guineas. Thank you, sir. Good to see you, Norwegian Descent. Thank you so much for the support, sir. And to Wise Wildfire, of course, as well, Silosopher, um, uh, as well. Uh, and also, of course, uh, to Pyrrhus777 for all you guys' support. Really appreciate it. Uh, Silosopher with a diamond, too, and he gifts uh, five one month subscriptions uh, to various users uh, on DLive Blood of Tyrants, Carvkaki. Bigot Smalls, Sheen Lantern, Star Pilot gets those. Thank you for that. Uh, also, Silosopher <laughs> gifts uh, one month sub to Black Philip. Thank you, Silosopher. Appreciate that. Draconian Gip of Death again with the diamond says, a tech-based angiogenesis metastasizing rapidly. I got to look into the an angiogenesis. An angiogenesis, I think it is. A tech-based angiogenesis metastasizing rapidly. I got to look into that, but that sounds... Uh, that sounds about right, I guess. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you're dropping some vital clues here in terms of how either maybe the temperature or something like that or how the nano stuff works. But yeah, thank you for that, Draconian Gip of Death. Um, do a little Google search on that later on to to uh, to figure that one out. But I appreciate it. Uh, Lycan Warrior over on Entropy Stream uh, for five. Thank you so much, sir. Says uh, George Clooney declares racism is America's greatest great original sin. There's a link there. I'll send that to me. Uh, to my other uh, computer here in a moment, and we could pull that up later. Thank you, Lycan, for that. Always interesting to check out what some of these uh, some of these dumb celebrities and movie stars uh, have to say. Uh, Zach, well, if you believe that, man, just to, uh, why don't you leave then? Uh, leave America. Aren't you contributing to that? Big surprise. Let me uh, let me save that down real quick. That way, I can uh, show that a bit, little bit later. Thank you, uh, Lycan Warrior, for that. Appreciate it. 
Now, I wanted to, oh, this one we can show real quick too. I had a clip I wanted to show regarding the, you know, kind of the vaccine and stuff like that. Um, which is kind of funny, actually, regarding, you know, Bill Gates and stuff like that too. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. Let me just save this real quick here. Um, so this one, UN unveils digital biometric ID passes, right? And again, keep in mind, this was not, uh, this was not meant to... Uh, happened. This was a conspiracy in the beginning. No, there won't be any biometric data. Now, again, the World Economic Forum has definitely been on the forefront, proposing and developing like the COVID pass and stuff like that, right? Uh, but this is from uh, earlier today here. Uh, data related to health, travel, payroll, pensions, and more will be tracked and kept in a new digital format. There was a time not so long ago when the United Nations was viewed by many as an obsolete and ineffective organization that had trouble collecting funding from its members or imposing itself as a relevant player. None of that may have changed in reality, but the UN has found a new foothold when national governments decide to give it and its WHO agency the leading role in the unprecedented disaster that has been the response to the coronavirus pandemic. Perhaps emboldened by that, but still mostly under the radar, the UN now continues to churn out controversial initiatives such as the so-called bio digital biometric wallets and work on a system of international digital travel credentials. None of this is entirely unrelated to the pandemic, of course, as the problem of allowing people to travel while not spreading the infection has been a tough one to solve. Well, I call bullshit on that. Since the start of the crisis, now it appears that centralized surveillance using biometrical data is emerging as the solution to some minds. Others see it in the context of what globalist uh, globalist champions such as the World Economic Forum have been talking about, but also at times warning about for a while now, that has come to be known as the Great Reset, but that it, uh, but that itself, of course, is being facilitated by the pandemic. For now, reports citing Biometric Update, an outlet covering the global biometrics industry, say that the UN is introducing biome uh, biometric digital wallets for its employees that will collect data related to health, travel, payrolls, pensions, and other points of interest to an organization's human resources and critics fear um, and critics fear to many others. At the same time, the International Civil Aviation Organization, another UN agency, is close to unveiling digital travel credentials that would be stored in mobile devices or uploaded to the cloud and accessed via biometrical authentication. Those who see dystopian future lurking behind all these technological solutions that are supposed, supposed to make life easier now wonder, what if you disobey? And the conclusion is that the price of disobedience may be so high that most people would accept these requirements and restrictions without the need for authorities to mandate them, right? So again, the private sector uh, can potentially enforce this, which is just incredible when you think about it um, and the way that they would do it, right? Uh, let me play. Oh, shit, it's been removed. What a bummer. Oh, I had a great clip. It was actually, let me see if it's not bombitude. It was actually Brian Young. Uh, that had a good segment in one of his latest video, but I see here it says the video has been removed for violating YouTube's terms of service. Of course, of course it has, right? Uh, let me see if I can find it on his uh, bit shoot real quick. Uh, let me see here. Let me see if it's uh, that would have been great to play right there to kind of put put a a cherry on on top of uh, that whole bullshit when it comes to. Uh, uh, the vaccine and the microchip and all you know all the kind of new stuff that they're developing. He cut together kind of a fun clip on that. Um, is it high impact? Sorry, guys, I'm just doing this on the fly here. I didn't expect that to be taken. That's why you got to save everything, right? Um, I think it's high impact flicks on BitChute. I could be wrong. 
Uh, let me see if he has it uploaded there. One second here, guys, and see was a good portion in the... Uh, yeah, what does it say here? The tech time of my last video and vital info you need to know. Maybe he uploaded all of that together. Let me see here. He talks about it there, but let me see if he has have that video in it. All right, let me check here. Sorry, guys. Bear with me here. Okay, guys, a lot of... Uh, let me see if he uses that portion. Maybe he lost it. I don't know if he has it available still. Uh, just clicking through that latest video. Okay, it doesn't look like it. We just have to skip that then. It was a great segment anyway with like, you know, Bill Gates, Bill and Melinda Gates talking about it, all these uh, local news reports about like how vaccines can have microchips in them and all that kind of stuff. We'll just have to skip it. Uh, until next time, until Brian gets that up again. But anyway, good work, uh, Brian, and start to see about that. But <laughs> I wouldn't. I would assume you wouldn't have that uh, YouTube channel for too much longer. Uh, get it up on BitChute or, or other uh, sources as well, of course. That's why that's important. Uh, but I think he prioritized YouTube on that, and that's so that's not available at the moment. Okay, so uh, let's move on then a little bit. I was going to kind of crown this whole segment uh, with that there, but let's uh, talk about the election fraud a little bit here. A couple of things. Of course, we talked about Bill Gates, but it was kind of a funny, funny tweet that was uh, from 2015. You know, uh, people have been talking about different people's, you know, part in uh, in the election f fraud and the machines and all that kind of stuff. And Smartmatic, of course, which this account is from, have, uh, well, according to their own bio here on Twitter, they said that they're a global leader in secure, accessible, transparent election technology and support services. We believe in equality and justice for all. Oh, I'm sure you do. Totally not a SJW company, right? Uh, but their CEO... Um, was uh, meeting with Bill Gates recently to introduce Smartmatic's efforts to improve elections around the world at the Global Citizen meeting. We've talked about the Global Citizen before, right? That little uh, campaign video that they have. You want to become a Global Citizen? Bill Gates talking about that. Um, so to totally no worries. Uh, they totally do not have any issues uh, <laughs> with, with these kinds of uh, things. It's we, we should totally believe these people. No agenda. They totally don't know each other. Now, yesterday I showed this clip here, Bobby Pitton's uh, testimony from the hearing in Arizona, which was just incredible. He's this kind of numbers guy, math analytical guy, spurgy, autistic kind of guy, fun, uh, fun segment that we played. And I forgot to report on the fact that he had his uh, Twitter account suspended during the hearing. So during while he was presenting his information, to the world about what he had found, he was silenced by some blue-haired uh, SJW on Twitter.com, uh, and it's not—it's not gotten back. So the, we've talked about this, but this color revolution is working in conjunction with media, social media. Uh, you know, the globalists at the very top, the Klaus Schwabs, the Bill Gates, and all that kind of stuff, right? Uh, so I'm not sure where he is—if he's on, uh, I don't know, Parler, uh, Gab, or something like that. Hopefully, or, or that he set, sets up a new account. But it just, it, I just—I don't know—it's just incredible. Uh, I even saw real Bobby Pitton, which I don't know if it's his secondary account he set up or if that was a prior one, but that that one was also yanked. So I guess they just pulled everything that seemed to be anybody named Bobby Pitton. Not sure if there's many, uh, many more than one, but still. Big surprise, right? Um, so we had a pretty good uh, Stop the Steal uh, con not a conference, uh, rally, I guess you could call it, in uh, in Georgia today. And I wanted to play a little bit from that. Uh, actually, there was some interesting things. Now, before we do that, let me show you this one. It was Natural News that had this up regarding uh, Sidney Powell, and she was part of that meeting too. I specifically wanted to play the portion 
with uh, Lynn Wood because it was kind of a, a pretty energetic uh, speech that he had there. So we can look at that. But Natural News had this. Uh, Sidney Powell's massive Kraken election fraud lawsuit in Georgia make dozens of stunning claims. Here are the highlights. While the jerks in the mainstream media have dismissed every claim of voter fraud in the 2020 election, real journalists have been tracking it now for weeks. And the person may, uh, many of us are most focused on is attorney Sidney Powell, a former federal prosecutor, one who blew the whistle on the Justice Department corruption. Powell has been relentless in pursuing allegations of voter fraud, outright voter vote theft, and the uh, altering of votes via compromised electronic ballot machines. Uh, her objective isn't to be famous. It's to protect uh, our republic from the charlat charlatans, political hacks, fraudsters, and the deep state. The very same people uh, Donald Trump swore an oath to root out of the government. Um, it's why they hate him so much, blah, blah, blah. In a massive legal filing in Georgia, Powell made some 30 claims of vote fraud, including... I guess we could take a look at this here, and then we'll look at the Stop the Steal um, event that took place in Georgia here today, just a few hours ago. Um, so, the software that was used by Dominion voting machines in several key battleground states was accessed by operatives in China and Iran in order to monitor and manipulate elections, including this year's uh, contests. By using servers and employees connected with rogue actors and hostile foreign influence combined with numerous uh, easily discoverable leaked credentials, Dominion neglectful, neglectfully allowed foreign adversaries to access data and intentionally provide access to their infrastructure in order to monitor and manipulate elections, including the most recent one in 2020, says the suit. A witness claimed in a swore affidavit that the software used by Dominion was actually designed for the Venezuelan government for the sole purpose of stealing elections. Now, all of this was, th they went through this in great detail at that uh, Arizona event, the hearing uh, where Bobby Pitton and many others spoke too. I mean, if you have time, watch that whole thing. I watched it in the background Monday. Um, it was like going for like 10 or 11 hours or something like that. Some crazy stuff that came out, right? And they outlined a lot of the stuff with the, the, the connections, the companies, where it was you know, founded, how it's used by other countries, what they can do, how they use them, how they can not only hack into the machines, but just outright get access to those who, who run these machines. And these are biased people. They're politically motivated people. They're, they're willing to, um, to fake, to, 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 to fake and alter votes, right? To, to get, their, uh, get their agenda through. Um, voting tallies in, in the Dominion machines can be altered by inputting a malicious code with just seven minutes alone with the voting machine and a screwdriver, according to Andrew Apple, Princeton professor of computer uh, science and election security expert. Ballots can be spoiled by the machines because the marking printer is the same paper path as the mechanism to deposit marker ballots into an attached ballot box, according to University of California Berkeley study. Because the machines are improperly or illegally connected to the internet, they are subjected to hacking and manipulation. There is evidence of remote access and remote thresh, uh, troubleshooting, which presents a grave security implication, affiliate Harry Hersey, a Finnish computer programmer and election security expert, testified. Hersey also says that the voting machines' uh, activity logs can be overwritten, meaning hackers can both alter results and then erase their steps. And this was one of these things where they were trying to get access to to the machines to do forensic investigation, right? They, they, you, apparently you, you run them, you're used in an election, that leaves a, I, I'm not sure if it's a log, but it's some kind of trace or some kind of sign of what's done. Now, that doesn't mean that hackers can't, you know, again, cover that up like this says immediately. But they were trying to get access to them, subpoena them so that they can do forensic work on them and try to figure out what happened. Now, some states and some counties have already swiped this. They've already updated. The, they're covering their tracks as we speak. 
These people have no intention, no interest at all in making sure that over 70 million people who voted for Trump can have their concerns put at ease by doing a proper audit of this election, right? So no, they do all this shit, all this shady stuff, then they laugh in your face and call you a conspiracy theorist when you present evidence for it. They don't look at the evidence, and then they cover their tracks and say, there's nothing shady here. Those the most secure election in U.S. history. That's what they've told us, right? Experts who have reviewed Dominion's own machine operating manuals have said they instruct operators on how to change settings to exclude certain ballots from being counted. In one Georgia county, 3,300 votes were discovered on USB flash drives that were never loaded into the central vote tally system. And there's many more of that, too, by the way. Uh, and just this idea that they take US flash drive cards and walk back and forth. As they've presented evidence over the last few weeks about how these elections are run, it is a farce. It is just a... It is... It's just complete boomer tech, the most, I mean, and again, this is intentional, right? Because it opens the door, door to fraud. This is why they're doing this, right? But it's been embarrassing to see just how, how poor the security is, how they, are, I mean, how many people along the line here that can alter things and change it and, and manipulate things. And I mean, it's, it's unbelievable, right? Uh, according to William Briggs, a statistician and former Cornell medical school professor and analysis found that between 31 almost 32,000 and 39,000 absentee ballots were returned by GOP voters but never tallied. Georgia Governor Brian Kemp illegally allowed election officials to open the outer envelopes of absentee ballots three weeks prior to election day. Though state law clearly prohibits opening absentee ballots prior to election day, says the suit. A hand recount of the election ballots by state officials was a scam because there was no meaningful observation allowed, right? So all these illegal things are happening. All these things which should not t take place are taking place. The DOJ does not nothing. In fact, Barr comes out and says yesterday there's no credible evidence of voter fraud. While the White House counter-release uh, statement, they say, well, you haven't looked at anything. You haven't interviewed any of the witnesses. Not, none of them who, who signed subpoenas swore under oath that what they've seen, not talked with a single one of them. Not investigated this, not looked into it, and the whole the whole media is just like running a psyop, basically mind controlling their victims, those who are like you know under a spell of mainstream media and all their lies, mind controlling them into believing that there's nothing shady going on here, which is just you. you I mean, it's so dishonest. It's it's incredible. I'm not surprised, but it's still incredible how how much they can do right in front of our eyes. Remember that CNN clip even where they're like they're sh the, the the presenter, the host is like shocked <laughs> live on air oh my I, like did you see what happened here and it's like we have to cover this we shouldn't what do we do here should we report on this this is not supposed to happen look and chris cuomo comes in and and, and just like oh well we're we're getting updates here you guys see that i mean I, let me see if i i find that later but the stuff like that that happens and it's just it's incredible that they're just they're pulling this off right under our noses I'll see if I can find that later. I should have saved that down. I don't think I have it uh, in, in my footage folder. But anyway, uh, continues here. Several observers testified that votes for President Trump were placed during the uh, recount into, pites, into piles for Democratic challenger Joe Biden. Some ballots from trays for Libertarian Party candidate Joe Jorgensen, as well as no vote trays, were placed in the Biden tray, according to one eyewitness. Signatures on mail-in ballots were not verified during the recount process. According to one witness, at no time did I witness any recounter or individual 
participant, individual participant in the recount verifying signatures on mailing ballots, the affidavit uh, uh, stated. Many batches were for Biden 100%. Uh, the suit seeks these remedies. Decertify the election results. I mean, it's incredible that Georgia went on to certify them, right? And isn't that a, is that a Republican, uh, is that a Republican uh, governor or the, or, or the guy that's like signed off on this? I think, right? This is this is how much they, they just stabbed their own uh, Republican Party and Trump in the back. Not surprised, again, these are never Trumpers and stuff like that. Uh, not to transmit the current certified election results to the Electoral College. Transmit instead certified election results that state that Trump is the winner of the election. Impound all voting machines and software in Georgia for expert inspection by the plaintiffs. No count votes, uh, not count votes received or tabulated by machines that aren't certified or weren't certified as required by federal and state law. And then finally, number six, produce 36 hours of security camera footage of all rooms used in the voting process at State Farm Arena in Fulton County. All right. Do you think they'll do any of that? Probably not, right? It was a pretty good segment. Was it uh, Lou Dobbs? I'll see if I can find that later, too. I just saw it in passing yesterday. Uh, he had Sidney Powell on. Uh, I'll see if I can find it here in the break while we, while we look at some other stuff. But yeah, uh, I wanted to play then the Linwood stuff. Uh, let me see if we have the right time code right away here. Yeah, let me go back a bit. So he, he had a pretty passionate uh, talk here. Lynn Wood, this is the guy who uh, uh, was part of, uh, uh, you know, Ken uh, uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin, right? Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse re representing him, uh, or he's currently representing, I believe. And then also, um, uh, who was it else he represented? Uh, uh, Nick Sandman, Nick Sandman uh, from the Catholic school there, right? But anyway, listen to this. Pretty, uh, pretty passionate stuff. Here. Are more alike than we are different. But I'm going to disagree with Vernon Jones. Where's Kelly Loeffler here? Where's David Perdue? He ought to be standing right here. Those two people want your vote? Then they ought to tell you what we're telling Brian Kemp. Get a special session of the legislature now. Do not be fooled twice. This is Georgia. We ain't dumb. We're not going to go vote on January 5th in another machine made by China. You're not going to fool Georgians again. If Kelly Loeffler wants your vote, if David Perdue wants your vote, they've got to earn it. They've got to demand publicly, repeatedly, consistently, Brian Kemp call a special session of the Georgia legislature and if they do not do it, if Kelly Loeffler and David Perdue do not do it, they have not earned your vote. Don't you give it to them. Why would you go back and vote in another rigged election? For God's sakes, fix it. You got to fix it before we'll do it again. They've already got 800,000 absentee ballots. They're printing them out over there in China, sending them over here, stamping them with a computer, signing the names. They stole this election. Yeah, the, there was footage of that, actually. We, I actually never didn't show that yet. I think it was Infowars had it. Uh, I'll see if I can find it. It's a banned-off video, but they had that uh, portion with like uh, allegedly Chinese people talking about like the ballots. They've been pointed out. 
uh, the discrepancies between the real and the fake ballots and stuff like that. Let me see if I can find that. I mean, this is like it, it's incredible stuff that's coming out. And again, are all this true? Well, we don't know. It has to be investigated. But the fact that it's like a continuing from the official world, a continuing um, denial that any of this is worth investigating. Anybody who's kept up just 10% with the stuff that's been presented is just like, I mean, flabbergasted about, about some of the stuff that we've seen coming out here, right? from Doug Collins. Doug needs to stand up and fight too. There needs to be the electors chosen from the state of Georgia at a special session of the legislature to vote for Donald J. Trump. That's who Georgia wants to be president. That's who we the people voted for. And then give us a election on January the 5th. An entire down ballot vote that's fair, that's honest, where nobody can cheat us again. So the message needs to be sent. If they care about we the people, they'll support we the people. Remember, they don't have the power. They just have the name Senator in front of their names because you gave it to them. Excuse me, Brian Kemp gave it to Kelly Loeffler, not the people. I voted Democrat, I voted Republican. Yeah, I, was, uh, I guess talking about Sammy Davis Jr. in the background. Yeah, I guess that's Ali Alexander. But yeah, Sammy Davis Jr., the Satanist, right? He hung out with the, uh, what's his name again? Vey, Anthony LeVay, right? Church of Satan. Right? He's not going to get your vote again either, is he? Brian Kemp needs to go back down and get his shotgun and go shoot Quill and Dove and let the people run this state of Georgia. Get out of the damn oval. Get out of the mansion. You don't deserve to be there, Brian Kemp. Get out of the basement. And take Brad Raffensperger with you. And take Jeffrey Duncan with you, too. Y'all all go out on a quail shoot and leave Georgia alone because you're not doing the people's will. Maybe it's time, maybe it's time to look beyond the Democrats and the Republicans. Maybe it's time for there to be a party of the people. Maybe there's time for it to be a party of American patriots, because I see American patriots everywhere. And American patriots love America. We're not gonna be taken over by the Chinese. If you take the China money, go to China. Don't stuff your pockets with I, I mean, it, it, this is, and this is great, and it's true, right? But imagine them having this passion about, like, Israel. <laughs> it's like, I know that it's a, it's like, I saw in the chat, it's like, well, America still be, be kosher certified kind of thing. And, 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 and yeah, I mean, that's, that it's absolutely true, 100% true. And that needs to be pushed back against. Uh, but again, it's like, it, it's the, the shit that's going to come in under Biden is going to be 500 million times worse. <laughs> I'm not convinced of that. And I think as bad as it's been on some issues under Trump, it's going to be far better. And, and as we've said it before, it's going to buy us four more years. And it's also this issue that if there is fraud, it's irrelevant whether the validity of the, of the candidate that you believe in that or not. The fact that they pulled this off, the fact that they stole this election, the fact that they did all this shady shit, that in itself needs to be exposed. That, and these people need to be tried and they need to be held accountable for what they did. They need to be punished for this shit, right? And so it's not only about like, well, just getting Trump in the white. It's not about that either. It's about the whole mechanism that it's such a corrupt 
the whole gambit, uh, there's people on every level, from the lowest level to the highest level. There's people that are corrupt and they're dedicated enough to do whatever it takes to get their will through. And Trump, in their view, was an anomaly. It was never meant to be. The whole media establishment was against him. He, he didn't give them any new wars. He didn't do anything. He tried to do things that was America first. Could he have done more? Yes. Should he have done more? Absolutely. But it's far fucking better than what you're going to see under Biden. And it's far better than what we saw under Obama, right? And, and, and both of them are, it's all kosher certified, yes. Um, but again, I, I just think this needs to be, they, I think that they're also honest about the fact that they're talking about this because it's the truth, right? Because we, this needs to get out and this needs to be stopped. It should never happen in any country, right? Uh, and, the, and the, you know, again, the left are, well, your right to vote and it's the, the biggest uh, thing that we have or... I've even heard of some of them. That's what's making America agree. You, no matter who we are, your vote counts and stuff. And then they go do and go do gay ops like this, where they just basically make it irrelevant of, of of having your voice heard, right? So it's just the corruption, the hypocrisy, the disgusting nature of what they have done here that needs to be exposed. And and I truly believe I think Trump will probably won in a landslide. Frankly, um, we might never know because they're, they're destroying these machines. This is a tragedy of this too, right? But it is a coup nonetheless, and it's a coup. Not because it's the first time they're taking over and trying to do this. It was the Trump was a was a hiccup, as the Google exec, executive said, right, on that leaked video from 2018, where they were crying that Hillary didn't win, right? Even despite the fact that how much Trump have done for certain segments of the establishment, it was it's still not good enough because they didn't they didn't put their stamp of approval on this. They didn't want that. And, and, and sure, there's maybe competitive, you know, forces on the back end of stuff like that. But I, I mean, I agree with Lynn Wood here. Like all of this needs to be exposed. All of it, all these people need to be held accountable. But then continue that. Don't stop there. Continue. Go all the way. And then you, I mean, then you really will have my, my interest. But, but regardless, all this shit need to be exposed. Chinese money when we buy Dominion or you, you buy the COVID equipment from the people that sent the virus over here. You don't buy bullets from the enemy. Tell that to Brian Kemp, because that's what he did. Now, Sidney Powell and I want to try to answer your questions. That's a Sidney Powell. How about, how about Sidney Powell and Mike Flynn in 2024? He'll fight for America because he'll fight like a friend. I told you I'm not partisan. Vernon Jones for governor. Vernon will fight like a friend. some good, solid, hard-working American patriot out of the crowd of people I see here today. Run for governor. Take back your state. He's right. I mean, if good people don't stand up and run, the scum will rise to the surface and the most incapable uh, people that are crippled by corruption, they will win. It, it, it's... You have to do something. You have to step, step up here and, and fight back. Um, do what's right. I mean, I the, these people have to be stopped. Told me. I agree. He knows he won this election. He said, if I lost this election fair and square, I would concede. 
But he said, Lynn, I didn't lose it. I won it. And he said to me, with the conviction of the President of the United States of America, I will never concede. Don't you ever concede, Mr. President. You won this election. America voted for you. Stay in the White House. I'm not here. When you get out front like this, sometimes people say you're trying to make money. I don't want your money. God's given me enough and enough is enough. But I will tell you to support my foundation. Hashtag fight back. I formed it five months ago to defend and preserve and protect the Constitution and our rights. And I'm going to do it. You don't have to vote for me. You don't have to give me any money, but go to hashtag fightback.law, fightback.law, and look at what we're trying to do and help us. Now, I want to tell you a personal story, if you don't mind. I was 16 years old. I want to tell this story first. That bus, Mr. Hamilton brought over a thousand people here today. Give him a hand, give him a round of applause. I was 16 years old. My mother died and went to the morgue and my father went to prison. I didn't have one thin dime in my pocket. But I took the talent that God gave me. And I had the fighting spirit to make it. But in any other country in the world, I would not have made it. I made it because I was born in America. And America gave me the opportunity to succeed in my life. And that's why I love America. And that's why I'm going to fight for America. And that's why you're going to fight for America. This is our country. Don't let anybody take it away from us. It's 1776. This is our battle. This is our fight. This is for our freedom. 1776 is back. Send a message from Georgia. The battleground state. I guess you know I can chat. No, I think I, I think the the it comes from. I think Lynn Wood has been pretty good. I think overall he's um, he's been a good force in terms of like how he's helped. Hopefully he'll help out Kyle. What he did with uh, Nick Sandman was great to see, right? These guys are they're like conservative ink and all that kind of stuff, right? But it could be a good, uh, potentially a good starting point of, like, putting up a fight to, to try to... Uh, will America break up? Yeah, sure, certainly. That, that could definitely happen after something like this, right? But you got to have one side that's beginning to fight back. I think it's the, it's the first instances of some of these people, even on the conservative side, like, putting their foot down and saying, like, okay, that's it. We, we have to do something about this, right? Let me pause here before it starts. Uh, I had that InfoWars video, too, of uh, the Chinese meddling. It's kind of interesting, uh, if if true. We could take a look at it and see what you guys think. I mean, even Lou Dobbs, they were like, talk, was it yesterday? He was talking about like how all this shit is happening and and like that no one is doing anything and at, and at least these guys are pushing back a, against the, the mainline GOP, which is which is one good thing to see. Are they there? No, you're never going to get the full truth from these people. You're never going to. It, it's a 
It's about you jumping from one thing to another and slowly and steadily improving things, going in a direction where you slowly take control over things. You create positive mass movements and you you jump on a, a populist movement and then you you know you 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 take you do your part by making sure that it's steered in the right direction and stuff like that. Instead of just like that's that's how I see this anyway. You have to work with the energy that's that's there right at that time. And it's not about aligning up with them because you believe in the the final destination together or or that we're all going to go to that same one place or or this how it's going to look. It's about you move moving things in a you know in one direction at least where you line up and then you and then you branch off and you do you do your your other thing, right? Um, and you tr and you try to wake these people up too to the bigger issues and to the kind of things that they don't see, right? At least they're willing, at least they're open, at least they're do they're doubting the mainstream media. Uh, they're doubting all the bullshit that we've seen with this election. Uh, these people are ripe and willing to understand a, a, a bigger picture. Um, will you always succeed? Uh, no, probably not. But there might be people that, that you do succeed with, right? Overall, it's a nationalistic movement, right? It's people who believe in America. They want, uh, they think of the country first. Even if it's, even if you have actors inside of it, they're not genuine, do you see what I'm saying? There are things here that you can work with and I think should be worked with as opposed to counteracting them or putting them down immediately, immediately and, and just, well, you're, you don't, you know, you're Israel first, so I'm not going to work with you kind of thing. And it's like, okay, they might have that as the end destination, but it's your job to awaken these people, not only in the crowd, but people on the stage to make them see, make them understand. If you truly are America first, well, you're, you got to stop dropping this, you got to drop this bullshit about having, having another country in the Middle East on your, on your agenda first, right? That's our job. These are upstanding, good people um, that believe in America, and that's a good place to start. Again, so no one's saying that this is perfect or that this is some like this is our our movement, boys. You know, that's not what it's about either. Uh, but it's about use utilizing that and using the energy um, instead of working against it. Right, right now it's moving in that direction. Jump in on it. Support these people. Help push back. Help fight back. And then it's up to us to, to, to when that loses steam or, or when that falls apart or when that becomes the corrupt mechanism, you, you, do, you do to them what they just did to the, to the mainstream Republican Party, right? Anyway, let's check out this. It's uh, one of the last things we do here. Uh, the Chinese meddling in America. I'm not, I'm not sure if that's true. This is from a leaked video. Let's see here. I think it was co they covered it in, right in the beginning, the ballots, how they printed up ballots. Let me see here. Same price as last time. And that's why they caught planes, but then nothing was done. Flying I want to see. From China. Sorry, guys. Let me, I want to see the actual video when he gets to it, not his yapping here in the beginning. Uh, let's see. He has. Okay, here it is, right here. Uh, you'll have to read the subtitles here. I guess this is from GTV or something, uh, where we got the Biden, the leaked Biden stuff, like the the foot. Uh, <laughs> the, the foot uh, videos and shit like that. I think that was uh, GTV. If you look closely, the printing looks different. They say. Okay, he's reading up. Doesn't matter. I'll check the sample and make sure to look. Make sure it looks the same. The lower AJ there a little bit. What about the courier service? What about the courier service? Yeah, me and Alex here. I, I guess he can I'll let Alex speak. Huh? Normally it would take days. 
Courier is rather slow. Let me have a look. Courier company can do international service as well. Great, I'll do that. How much do you charge for each ballot? Same price as last time. Please send me the QR code again. And again, I didn't read the first part, but he... All right, okay, you get that. So kind of interesting, if true, but there's, stu there's stuff like that that keeps coming out, right? And things <clears throat> that should be, frankly, investigated. Doesn't mean that it's true, right? It doesn't mean that it's uh, uh, that it's all all these claims are are, are true. Some of these, uh, I forget what was it. There was a TikTok uh, video that someone had done, in t like intentionally as a as a fraud. I think one of them was the claim when the guy was burning the ballots. Another one was where there was Trump ballots ripped up. And so you see shit like that where they intentionally poisoned the well. You know, they they put a video up which is like, you know. People believe it's real because that's what they think was going on. But then it turns out that there was a fake video. They faked that. And then the media can say, see, that was wrong. That wasn't, wasn't that anything true. And that's why there's nothing to voter fraud issues. And they have kind of debunked all the claims there, right? So there has to be investigated. You have to look into it. Uh, but again, combined, combined all these things, taking it together, uh, it's it's just incredible, the, the operation that they pulled off here. All right, so actually, last thing here, Olbermann, let's end on this. I saw parts of this earlier. I guess he wants everybody, uh, you know, incarcerated. And th this is, again, understand understand the two sides here. And if you don't want to, you know, choose a side or whatever, that's that's fine. And, and you know, do whatever you please, whatever, that's that's not up to me. But just know what this other side is, is like discussed. They, they don't care if you're a gung-ho Trump supporter. If they find that you are not on their side... You're an enemy, and they will seek to deal with you. You've seen multiple videos from these talking heads coming out in the last over the last two weeks, where they basically say, "What do we do with these 70 million plus people that voted for Trump? What what do we do? Because these people need they need to be indoctrinated, they need to be changed. Again, they don't care whether you have disagreements on foreign policy with Donald Trump. If they think that you're a, a Trumper, like you're 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 an enemy. You're part of the 70 million group that they're going to haul off or or, or educate or shit like re-educate, right? David Pakman has done it. The Young Turks have done it. MSNBC have done segments over and over and over again of like, what do we do with these people? And they're beginning to talk about this bullshit right now. So I wanted to show a clip here from at least from the beginning of the video where Olbermann, which is an old MSNBC host, I guess he was on, on C-SPAN for a while too, uh, talking about some of the things when, when, see, when their side are experiencing some of the things which the other side have experienced. Now the crying begins, now the convention begins. We showed that video yesterday with the guy in Georgia as well talking, it has to stop, right? That some some person had gotten death threats because basically they're they're they have not been honest about it, right? So you have a lot of angry people and they've said probably mean things to them on Twitter or something like that. And and, and I guess they take that seriously or something like that. Um so let me let me play part part of that here. Let me just go back up here. Wise wildfire I see here uh with a ninja geen again. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. He says if any votes can't be verified under a secondary review for any reason, they should uh, be thrown out, in my uh, opinion. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, you can recount the fake ballots, uh, ballots however many times you want, like they did in Georgia. That's not going to fix <laughs> anything, obviously. It needs to be hand over the, the equipment, let people see. Have an, just an open... If, if, if Biden and this side, the, the globalist side, was, was honest about healing wounds in America and stuff. And I think it's, I mean, it's way past that. We know that, right? But if they were honest about those kinds of things that they've been talking about, then they would allow 
there to be a, an investigation, a thorough looking into the claims to put these people at ease. But that's not what's happening. They're covering this shit up because they know they did something wrong. They know they did something shady and they're trying to cover their tracks. And in some cases they are getting caught. In other cases they're getting off because, you know, they're not given the evidence soon enough or they're not getting access to the machines or stuff like that, right? Uh, Wise Wildfire again with the Ninja Guinea. Thank you, Wise. Appreciate that. He says, freedom is always the answer. The question is uh, inevitably fear. Uh, thank you, Wise. Appreciate that. Madam Mayhem with the diamond says, regarding fight back as if foundations never profit. Um, yeah, I don't know much about the fight back thing. I would assume that he's, uh, I don't know, is he running not only the election thing from that, but the Kyle Rittenhouse um, I think that was started when uh, during Kyle Rittenhouse, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, of course, I mean, of course, foundations profit. Yeah, you're saying that uh, Lynn Wood is just in it for money. Maybe, maybe again, maybe he is. Maybe he's just hoodwinking all the stuff. Maybe it's another gay op or whatever. Um, I, I I certainly hope not. Right? Uh, Wise Wildfire says 1776. Thank you, sir. Actually, one, two, three, two diamonds with uh, 1776. Wise again with the diamonds says. Uh, uh, gun owners of America is better than NRA if you believe in freedom, no compromise. Yeah, I've heard that too. I haven't looked into either, uh, frankly, but uh, NRA has certainly been cucking on a lot of issues. So I guess GOA, gun owners of America, is much better. I don't doubt that. Uh, wise again with a diamond says, Globo homo, uh, go, Globo homo shycom shlomo. <laughs> I guess it is. Thank you, wise. Appreciate that. All right, let's play the uh, the ever increasing insane uh, Keith Olbermann here, uh, right at the uh, right at the end of this uh, segment here. This is Olbermann versus Trump, and I'm not Trump. Georgia certified its presidential votes, and within hours, the voting systems manager for the state, a man named Gabriel Sterling, whose Twitter bio begins with the words "conservative," "cyclist," "foodie," "entrepreneur," reported, "quote." So this is fun. Multiple attempted hacks of my emails, police protection around my home, the threats. The conservative voting systems manager of Georgia disagreed with Donald Trump. So the conservative voting systems manager of Georgia immediately got death threats. Just as when Arizona Secretary of State Katie Hobbs disagreed with Donald Trump, Secretary of State Hobbs immediately got death threats. Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, a Republican, disagreed with Donald Trump. Secretary of State Raffensperger immediately got death threats. Health inspectors in Milwaukee attended a Donald Trump rally. The health inspectors immediately got death threats. Dr. Anthony Fauci disagreed with Donald Trump. Dr. Fauci immediately got death threats. A steel workers union president disagreed with Donald Trump. The steel workers union president immediately got death threats. The commencement speaker at Hampshire College disagreed with Donald Trump. The commencement speaker immediately got death threats, 50 of them. Heather Heyer disagreed with Donald Trump. Heather Heyer was murdered at Charlottesville. Heather Heyer's uh, really, you're doing you're doing this, tying this into it. Uh, anyway, it's it's incredible how when it's happening to your side, all of a sudden they're very concerned about this, and something needs to be done. Well, welcome to the reality of anyone who's been a dissenting voice anywhere the last uh, four or five, well, even before that, obviously, uh, the last decade, I'd say, right? But you see, now it's a problem when it's happening to people on his side. So now they take note. Now this is worth talking about it. Now it's worth covering that. And now this is a big problem, right? Mother immediately got death threats. The reporter to whom she told about the death threats immediately got death threats. And, and, and again, that doesn't mean 
anything are they are they are they credible is this someone that said something mean on twitter to them which is mostly often the case which is again it goes back to this idea that this side that keith olderburn is, is is representing here by his lunacy they are basically talking about like the, these people these people need to be put in in camps like we need to <laughs> we need to control these people everyone that enabled trump right from aoc's little blacklist that she's created from the trump accountability project and all that stuff I mean, those if, if they if they get to power, if they pull this off, they will put, they will try to uh, eradicate or get rid of one person after another, or make sure that they can't make a living, they can't do anything, right? Um, and at some point, it's like either you fight against these people, and they don't they don't care, they don't care if you're not a gung ho Trump supporter, if you're not with them, you're on the other side, and you are an enemy, and you have to decide which side would you want to fight for here. <clears throat> do you want to fight with these uh, anti white commies, or 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 do you want to fight on the side at least of those people who are nationalistically inclined and believe in sovereignty of nations, right? They just, just make that choice. Are they are the other side perfect? Absolutely not. Are there cringy things that they do? Abs absolutely. But again, as I say, you, you you walk a common path as long as you can, and then you veer off when, when it's not possible. But there is such a thing as like you you have to team up with people to get some shit done and, and to make sure that these people don't get to power because that the, what they're going to do, what that's what's coming down the pipe is going to be absolutely ruthless i think if they get to power and the way that they will begin to target people and hound people and shit like that and now the other side and it's for the first time we're seeing and i'm not saying that this with oh death threats are right or anything like that. i'm just saying you're seeing anger on the other side for the first time in a very long time when the conservatives or patriots have always backed down they've always been nice and kind and oh well better luck next time and all this shit right but you're finally seeing, and that's part of why I wanted to play some of that Lynn Wood thing too, even if you believe that's you know genuine or not. It's part it's it's part of an incre an increased energy on that side, which shows that people are sick and tired of this, and they're finally putting putting their foot down. They want to do something about this. Something needs to happen. Action needs to be had. They're not just going to hand over America to these people and and then just not do anything and sit down and roll over and let them shove a dildo up their ass. I mean, that's what we're looking at here with these maniacs. And if we don't push back against this, that'll be that. And so now he's now this guy Olbermann is crying wolf here, right? Or, or like saying, "Oh, oh, so now poor you, you got some death threats." Well, guess what? This has been happening to people who are dis, uh, dissidents for for as I said for decades. Now you're waking up to this. Joe Biden criticized Donald Trump and got a pipe bomb in the mail. Kamala Harris, same. Barack Obama, same. Hillary Clinton, same. George Soros, same. Eric Holder, same. Cory Booker, same. Maxine Waters, same. James Clapper, same. Tom Steyer, same. John Brennan, same. Robert De Niro, same. All from one guy. De Niro. Not to be an alarmist, but perhaps a pattern is beginning to emerge. This is not to say that the death threat is exclusive to Trump and the other anti-democracy fascists. Ooh, Conservatives how, how, what, what, how unbiased and objective you are, Keith. Get them to. The shootings at the 2017 congressional baseball game practice were by a liberal intended against conservatives. Yeah, and your your side was were, was responsible for ramping up these people's insanity. And again, that's why the media needs to be held accountable. That's why the CNN tape stuff that's been coming out is so great to see because this other side's irresponsibility in helping to create these wounds that are probably never going to be, it's never going to heal again. I mean, I think we're looking at secession in some capacity of this country. I think America won't survive what's coming in the division, but it's been egged on and spurred on by the media willingly. The mainstream press have egged this shit on. They've created a lunatic side on the other side. 
uh, and again, he doesn't even bring up like the, the Michael Reynolds here where they basically shoot a guy uh, right in the middle of the street because they think he's a Trump supporter, right? The guy in uh, Colorado, right? The old guy, the hat maker. These are lives that have been lost. The, the bodies that were burnt in Minneapolis during the summer riots, right, of, of the BLM Antifa uh, protests, right? The people that were beaten to death by Black Lives Matter. White people were targeted and hounded and hunted down. I think this future is coming where they're trying to white, make white people a, a minority. His side is going to be a wonderful thing. You think you have a choice not to team up with the people that are trying to fight back and push back against that? I, I, I don't think you, you have. Is it perfect? No, but that's why we have to be there and be involved in that and make sure that it goes in the right direction, at least a portion of it, right? Not just give up and roll back and say, well, these are both sides are kind of gay, so I'm just not going to, I'm going to sit back and not do anything. I just don't think that that's the answer to it in a way. Uh, sure, you can connect, disconnect entirely from society, whatever, but if I'm correct here in terms of what they're trying to build, this shit will be like global. You know what I mean? This will be, they will be ubiquitous. It will be everywhere. And they will hunt every person down to the last corner to get them involved uh, in their global homo future that they're building for us. All right. It is tough to measure the volume of these things, but it is pretty clear that in terms of employing violence and threats of violence against critics of a president, the volume shoots off the charts when the criticized president is a Republican. And that volume has spiraled out of control when the criticized president is Trump. We hear these stories on a daily basis. And yet I wanted to underscore for a moment just what happens with a political death threat, just the disruption that unfolds each time. And this is when the threats are not considered serious or even credible or imminent. From August of 2016 through November of 2017, I did two series of videos like these for GQ magazine. 170 editions in all. They were all about Trump. Okay, they, yeah, he goes into his own sap store there. He got something in them. Someone threatened him and got something in the mail. I mean, the same thing he brought up there, like, what the, was it, the CNN bomber or something? I, I think we covered it at the time where basically, like, it looked like it had been sent by them, by, like, internally or something. In many cases, I wouldn't be surprised if they do this to themselves to get, like, attention. It's, it's another one of these hate, uh, hate crime hoaxes. But again... The responsibility that these people have been part of creating this environment is something that they're unable to recognize, right? They, they will not understand that it's like, well, you have been, if there's problems on the other side, well, you've been helping to create that by energizing and just making people insane on the far left side of things, by, by making them believe that it's this great, uh, you know, fascist takeover that's occurring with Trump or something like that, right? Like a mild nationalistic guy is now like basically Hitler, right? And the, the, the psychosis that's, that, that they're managed to invoke here, the, the Trump derangement syndrome, has created these fanatical radicals uh, that now are going out and shooting people in the street, right? And now you get some, you got a couple of death threats, allegedly. Oh my, shut it, shut it down. Put them all in camps. What can we do? All right, boys and girls. <laughs> Incredible stuff. I just, you can't make it up. 2020 is uh, not even over yet. You're heading into Christmas here now. And uh, we'll see what uh, happens during the last couple of weeks that we have here now. Last three weeks or so of December. I think it's going to get a whole lot more crazier. And so you better hang on um, because this is far from over, right? Let me do a couple of these and then we'll wrap up, guys. Uh, Star Pilot with a diamond. Thank you. Uh, Rox, Rox Ver, Ver, maybe? Uh, with a diamond says, get off the plantation, you fools. Hail Red Eyes. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the ultimate thing... Uh, the ultimate thing here is obviously to try to create something which operates independently from wherever this is going, right? Oh, I can, I can show the uh, clip.
Clooney. I, actually, we can do the Friday, the, the Clooney piece there, too. Uh, we're kind of over the time a little bit here, but... Yeah, but, I mean, basically, like... With the technology that we talked about earlier and stuff like that, I, I think that these people will... They will ultimately bury themselves and they will just succumb to whatever it is that they're trying to achieve here with 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 technology with the transformation of the human entity whether that's you know the transgender stuff or the transhumanist stuff or the the bioengineering synthetic biology the technology that they're imposing and all that stuff i think eventually they'll succumb to that but before that happened there's an awful lot of things that could go wrong and i would expect that this side will lash out incredibly as well um against anything that it sees as as not only a threat to it but some kind of semblance of normality if things if there are people that break off and they're mo mo in some way or another they manage to run a, a society that works or even if it's a rural society even if it's like amish amish style i'm not saying we should disconnect it to that degree i think we would have one foot in this world and maybe one outside of it uh, at least for now straddle it until we can like either jump off completely or something but i think that the, the future is just insanity before it crashes and burns, and then we're back, uh, you know, we're back at the Stone Age again, right? And even these maniacs might might even take us there before we know it. If if Klaus Schwab gets his will, they'll probably run some uh, you know, gay op uh, cyber attack and knock out the electrical grid, and then they'll, they'll blame Iran. You know, that's some of the rumors are going around right now. They'll blame Iran, and then there'll be nuclear war after that point, or, or they're just a ground troop invasion. Of America, once Biden is in, I don't think Trump would do something like that. We'll 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 have to, we'll have to see. Uh, but he didn't give him a new war, and this was a huge problem for them. These neocons and and ever Trumpers and conservative ink, many of them, they they wanted him out for that reason too. Uh, he didn't submit. He didn't do what they uh, wanted him to do. Right. Um, okay. Let me uh, do last uh, couple of diamonds here, folks, and then we'll open up the chest as well on DLive. Uh, Michael with a one, two, three, four, uh, three diamonds. Thank you, Michael. Good to see you, Michael. Fifty-seven de. Um, good to see you, man. And uh, also forty-one BMC with the diamonds. Says, "Hey, Red, Red Eyes fam, thank you, sir." Futhark with a diamond. Appreciate that. Uh, let me put a couple of lemons in on uh, D Live, and then we'll open the chest, boys and girls. So heads up on that. Uh, we'll put another five hundred in there, something like that, and then we'll distribute the rewards. Uh, Actually, we're going to do two more, so we have one about 1K in there. Come on. There we go. Okay, we got 1K in there. So distribute those. There we go. Heads up on that. That's coming up. Um, so, yeah, what is it? Uh, Wednesday today. We'll be back uh, Friday at the latest, uh, possibly tomorrow, depending on uh, schedules and uh, completion of videos. There's a couple more uh, that we're going to put up on redassmembers.com. Uh, exclusive videos Lana's made. Check those out. Shout out to the members, of course, joining us over at RedEyesMembers.com. You guys make sure that we can continue. Thank you to all the support as well, from Super Chatters to everyone who signed up for membership. We need it at this time. Definitely head on over there and check things out. Uh, you have thousands and thousands of hours of content on Red Ice Members going back to 2006. Interviews, Weekend Warrior, Flashback Friday. We have exclusive videos, shorter you know, videos, more uh, scripted ones. Uh, tons of things in the archives uh, and some other archive shows as well. Good stuff for you guys to check out. A lot of things uh, that's exclusive uh, for you boys and girls. So definitely uh, take a look. You can also sign up using Subscribestar. Subscribestar.com forward slash Red Ice. Set up an account over there. Uh, get a, uh, a a monthly pass there. And then we'll hook you up with a membership. If you don't have one already, we'll set up that account for you uh, on the member's website. And that's a good way as well. 
uh, of doing recurring billing because we don't have that right now because of the fact that we're being targeted, harassed, forced out of being taking part in the normal business world because we are thought criminals. And these people do not like the truth. They do not like dissenting views and different opinions. They do not like that we expose the kind of bullshit that we do. All right, guys, guys uh, like his followers on DLive, um, generic European, number one, star pilot, number two, car of cocky, number three, Dixon Uranus, number four, uh, and Ninja Warrior, a.k.a. Mr. Noseberg, number five. Thank you to everyone joining us live today. We're going to wrap up right there, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you again. Uh, we'll be back, uh, as I said, either tomorrow or we'll be back on uh, Friday. It depends on Flashback Friday, as usual. Always good stuff. 5 p.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Central European time. Uh, of course, check out our archives both at redice.tv and redicemembers.com. Guys, stay strong. Keep fighting. Now is not the time to fold over and lay down. Now is the time to fight. Put your foot down. Support the voices out there fighting for you guys, getting the real truth out there. We'll see you guys soon. Take care, everybody. Do you love Red Ice? Want more? Get access to exclusive material by signing up for a Red Ice membership. You'll be able to watch Weekend Warrior, our flagship show, the second hour of interviews, and other special feature videos only for subscribers. Were you a member and we lost you along the way? Renew! We love and appreciate you guys and gals and cannot do this without you. Help us be a sane voice, a lighthouse in the sea of insanity. As times get tougher, as people are searching for answers, they're going to need content like red ice. A little of all your support can go a long way. Thank you.